0: Praise the Lord. We're going to do interaction. We're going to also read the Bible. We use the Bible as a foundation, and we we'll see how far we can go. We are praise the Lord. I'm not sure any of you was around when we had the very last session. Not by not by intention, many years ago. Is there anybody here who has been part of Young People extra at any time before? Who? This one is a young people by extension. Okay, so none of you was there. And we look forward to it. Those days we used to have them on Sundays where we'll catch many of you, and where many of you usually are around, but those who are not around, it's usually a blessing, as it were. And young people, extra, means that extra you need to complement you, who somely as a young person. That extra... You need to make you rounded up before God before man, so you find us talking in young people Estra about youth, about sex, about relationship, about love and a bit about marriage because when you are married you graduate from young people even if you are still 20 years but nobody marries at 20 years here so that's the extra we do it not in a very, very holier-than-thou attitude you feel free If there is any space that is open in front of you, don't stay at the back, including these ones here. Don't stay at the back, including these ones here. Usher, guide us. And where you are is too far either. So stay by the first half so people know you'll guide them up. People like Prince and those of you who are still there, go forward so we'll close our space actually before we used to have it in a circular form once it's there you know it's discussion you know it's not formal is that not true? you have been where you have been right from when I started talking so youth, young people, sex, relationship, love Entry into marriage, then you graduate and you become an old people. That is our own definition. Praise the Lord. Take down these passages and you will read them. We will read them as foundation for our discussion. We have a guide. We're discussing this under under God. But it will round you up wholesomely. And why do we put on that? Your relationship, your ministry, your work, your career Starts from your person, your integrity Then your family Then before you go to the public Whether in serving God in any area of gifts Or working or being in full-time ministry. So that's why we put this very fundamentally. From front there, you read us 1 Corinthians 3:16 to 17 Second row there, don't stay at the back. Usher, let's not talk about this again. Let nobody stay at the back where there is still a seat in front of him or her. So those are the second row there first corinthians six fifteen to twenty front row here first Thessalonians four three to five and verse seven and then second row in front of me, second Timothy chapter two verses nineteen to twenty two the row behind them. First Corinthians six nine to eleven. The choir front row on my right. So when we need the two people, we sing. First Corinthians seven verses one and two. The second row right. 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 there's only one person ok, third row for both sides third row both sides Hebrews 13:4. the second row my left Genesis 2:18. and then first row Proverbs 18:22. we'll read all of them We may not talk in depth about them, but year in, year out, through your years of youth and as you enter marriage, these are the foundational passages that will guide your relationship, your attitude to sex, your attitude concerning love, and then your guide into marriage, can we start now from the way I mentioned them in that order? When you stand, tell us where you are reading from, and we'll First follow you.
1: Corinthians in. three sixteen to 17 Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defies the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are.
0: Thank you. Next, next row, if the next row is not ready, anybody who finds the passage will read. You're still searching for it now.
2: 1 Corinthians 15, and what has has had Christ? what harmony can there be between Christ and the devil how can a believer be partner with an unbeliever and what union can there be between god god temple and idol for we are the temple of living god as
0: god said i will live in them and walk among them
2: i will be their god and they will, be my people. they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and be, and be separated. That instead. is not
0: what I asked for. So anybody who has a passage I asked for, for that row. This row, what is happening with you now? I said First Corinthians 6, 15 to 20.
3: Know ye not your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ? and make them the members of an hallowed, God forbid. What? What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an hallowed is one body? For two said he, shall be one flesh, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committed fornication sineth against his own body. What? Know ye not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. 20. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's.
0: Thank you. Next.
1: Four. Get another
0: microphone so okay. they hand it over from one group to another. Go on.
1: 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 3 to 5. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Not impassionate, not impassionate, lost like the pagans who do not know God.
0: Verse seven. Okay, verse seven.
1: For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life.
0: Okay, thank you. Next,
4: praise the Lord. Second Timothy, our. I mean, chapter 2, from verse 19 to 22. Nevertheless, the foundation of uh, God uh, standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth uh, them that are his. And let every one that um, nameeth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in great house, there are not only only vessel of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some, of, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and am prepared unto every good work 22 flee also youthful lust but full righteousness faith charity peace with them that Call on the Lord out of a pure heart.
0: Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Next. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9 to
1: 11. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or anyone practicing homosexuality. No thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers who inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this, but we were washed, we were sanctified, we were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God.
0: Thank you. 1 Corinthians
3: 7 1 2. Speak out now. 1 Corinthians 7 1 2. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me it is good for a man not to touch a woman nevertheless to avoid fornication let every man have his own wife and let every woman have his own husband
0: thank you next
1: first Timothy 4 verse 12 let no one despise your youth but speak
0: out now You're young people but, let's hear you
1: but be an example to the believers in word in conduct in love in spirit in faith in purity verse thirteen. thank you hebrew 13 for marriage is honorable in all and the bed on the farm but warmongers and adulterers god will judge
0: thank you
4: next genesis chapter 2 verse 18 and it says then the lord god said it is not good for the man to be alone I will make a helper who is just right for him.
0: Thank you. And finally, into marriage.
3: Proverbs 18.22 He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord.
0: Okay. Praise the Lord. Did anybody notice anything in the way we read these verses? Anything? Anything? What did you notice?
1: and so we're talking
0: about marriage okay any other thing that strikes you from her watch me sir I name know.
1: my name is deborah
0: okay i noticed that if possible by the time i leave here i will know your sir. so if i don't know your name there's
3: trouble Mm-hmm.
1: I noticed that it started from telling us about sexual immorality and okay. got to the point of telling us that every person is meant to have a husband and a, a woman also, a man also has to have a wife okay. before they're engaging okay. and then it ended with um, the passage that everyone who finds how a wife, find finds wife how to find
0: a wife how to find a husband and who started it from God so we we'll built a sequence just like we told you You, as a youth, your attitudes and your bearing with regards to sex, to relationship, about love, and then marriage. So the passages, that's why I asked you to note them down. You will need them today. You will need them tomorrow. You will need them next year you will need them next 2 years if Jesus hasn't come and you have not married and even when you're married you will need them to enter marriage praise the lord we started with you who you are you are bought with what a price you are not your own don't you know that you are the temple of god and therefore Glorify God in that temple because you are of great price. That's who you are. And the temple of God should be what? Holy. And therefore, if you misuse sex, God will destroy whosoever defiles himself. That's the passage. And then, if you also involve in fornication, in wrongful use of sex, you are also incurring God's wrath. He gave you a reason that once you are born again, you are joined to the Lord in the same spirit. That's why you become a child of God. 1 John 3 9 says, Whosoever is born of God, does not make a practice of sin. Why? Because the seed of Christ is in him. So if the seed brings and gives birth to you, you belong to him. And you cannot now take the property of God and go and use it irresponsibly. And you will note the word, if we go more into it, you find other translations telling you whosoever is joined or has sex with somebody who he is not married to. So in the biblical use, a halot is somebody you are not married to. So it's not those who are professionally labeled halots now. And even those ones, they have changed their title. I hope you know. That's the way the world is doing what is their title now? They say they are commercial sex workers, so we are doing business. But the real sense of description of anybody who has sex with anybody who is not legally married to is what? A harlot. So he says whosoever is joined to a harlot is one body with a person. It has a spiritual force. For people who have fallen into sexual sin and they cry, say I won't go back and they don't genuinely repent and turn away from it they will fall again and again to the same person because there is a bonding that is there. So you went from there and we went through to the passages that now told you, having known who you are present yourselves holy. A holy vessel. God has not made you to live an unclean life. He wants you holy. And then if he wants you holy, in a great house. There are many what? Verses. And what is the great house of God here? Here. There are many verses. And each person represents a vessel There are vessels for great honor. There are vessels for putting rubbish. If anyone open check and the foundation starts at your youth, purges himself, keeps herself clean, keeps himself pure. Those are the various renditions of that phrase. You will become a vessel of Honor, sanctified, set apart for God's use, prepared for every good work. And then ended by saying, Flee youthful lusts that is common to youth and that can lead you into sexual sin. He says, Do what? Flee. Did he say run? Did he say walk away from? Did he say argue about it? When it comes to emotions that have to do with sex, relationship, and is not in a marriage setting, what is God's prescription for all times? Do what? Flee. Do you remember also... That first Corinthians six eighteen. What did he say there? Flee fornication. Do you remember Joseph in Genesis thirty-nine, verses nine to twelve, after Potiphar's wife came? And what did Joseph do? Did he stand to argue? Did he reason? Ah, my father will not be happy with this. Did he say that's not the way we were brought up? Did he say ah, but I was told? Oh, did he begin to walk away jealously? What was the language again? He fled. So everything that you has to do with passion, with young people, and even with old. Once it comes to passion with regards to abnormal use of sex and relationship, the Bible has a guiding rule. Do what? Flee. And what is flee? Run as if you are flying. Run as if you are flying. Don't stop. Don't wait. Don't talk. Don't argue. When you have fled away and passion has cooled down, you can talk. But at that moment, do what: stop and run away. Run as if you are flying. That will guide you. And then we went from there to into marriage, First Corinthians seven. Everyone should get married. but you can remain single, but instead of allowing your passions to run wild and going into fornication, some translations you say and burning that is another expression of how passions do and push you. You should do what? Get married. And told you, but remember that as a young person see how God regards you. That's 1 Timothy 4:12. Let nobody, let sex, let passion, let peer pressure, let not internet, let nobody bring you down, belittle you, look down on you, make you be like any other. Provided you are God's child, born again. This is not possible for anybody. Who is not God's property? as we began to read? It's not possible. In short, it's during your youth that you give flair to every passion. And you may hear the older people say, Mbiden Okorobia and Izogo, Razogo." And you will hear the women say, Mbiden So it's during your youth, if you are not God's property. That you throw caution to the wind and you tell everybody, Am I not of age? I'm no longer a child, leave me to live my own life. So but in the scripture is you are an example in holiness, in faith, in love, in purity in the content of the word of God. Live that way and introduced us and said God now said it It is not good for a man or a woman to born to remain alone I will give him a helpmate and now said how do you get a helpmate if anyone finds a good wife or a good husband. Many of you watch films now, and the woman will come and propose to the man, Will you marry me, please? The Bible still says, If anyone finds, that finds doesn't mean if you open your Korokoro eyes, and anywhere you go, you are searching. Are you the one? Are you the one? and as some people do they will propose to five different people in one fellowship because the bible says if anyone finds if number one doesn't dabba number two dabba so that's not the sense that translation came from if anyone to whom A wife is revealed. That finding there is revealed. So for many who ask somebody, help me find. No, 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 help me find. And in your age now, many people try to find from the internet. Am I speaking your mind? And what is happening? They do blind dating, open dating internet dating day dating night dating so that context is anyone to whom a wife is revealed already finds a good thing and obtains what favor so that's the context and how do you get revelation what's the best And the most consistent way of getting revelation. Anybody? Yes, Ike. Yes. Coupled with? Prayer. Prayer. The Lord of God will not tell you. What's the name now? What's our name? The Word of God cannot tell you as you are reading it. It won't tell you, Chema is going to be your wife. You won't find it from the Word of God. The Word of God will give you this balance we have got now. You cannot marry an unbeliever. You should not be on your body yoked together. Can two walk together except they agree? That's the principle it will give you. Prayer will grant you the revelation of who you will marry. So the best and the only way for a child of God, anybody who is born again and has confessed his faith in Christ and has a witness in him or her that he belongs to Christ, that the old things have passed away, And there's a change you can clearly testify about. is through what? Prayer. It's still been the same in the old. It is still the same today. It will remain the same tomorrow. So I have summarized what we discuss. Youth, sex, relationship, love, and marriage. I will now give it a skeleton, but this skeleton is still discussion. So as you read now and I did it deliberately, so you know I'm not preaching away at you. And you say look, that's he wants to give us his own idea. That's why we began from the Bible's idea. And no matter the advancements, I'm in medicine medical advancements, technological advancements these guides are still the best and the safest every other guide fails and will bring you heartache so we started from the Ray Foundation now, let's, because we are discussing and it's practical from puberty, and when is puberty? Puberty is when? Answer? Don't speak to yourself. This classroom now is extra. Don't speak to yourself. Puberty is... Yes? I'm
1: 12, sir. 12. 12. Hmm? 12 years. 12.
0: Okay. Puberty is when anybody begins to mature and develop secondary sexual characteristics. For males, it's a bit later than female. Ten to thirteen years. For females, it's even from eight to ten years now. You notice changes in you. That's why we said even those in the teen church are beneficiaries of young people extra because they are within the age bracket where you start having secondary sexual characteristics. Which are, can we list them because you know them? As I asked us to come close together, you can mention many or just one, and maybe to make it clearer. I go row by row. Any row that doesn't give me, you know they are trying to fake it. They are not being real. First row. Are you a young person? Secondary sexual characteristics, you did them in biology. And that's why I'm talking like this.
3: Yes? For female enlargement of
0: breast. Why did you start with female? <laughs> You didn't start with yourself. Okay? The breasts begin to enlarge. One second rule. If you think about it, we leave you. Nobody is forcing you. Growing hair in private parts. Okay? Not just there. You begin to develop hair, males, and that's why many. One of the things you know somebody who is feeling mature is that many of you would like to leave your hair. No matter how little. Even if it's like, what's the name? Eh? Can you see be, sir? In short, if they say, Tobese, go and cut your hair. This thing is like somehow. That's the last thing he will do. He will say, don't you know I've arrived? So, hair. face, facial, beard, for people, for men, and then armpits, and then in your pubic areas, for others. So, Development of hair, correct. This row, shout so that we don't, you don't wait for microphone. First row here.
5: Widening of hips in the female.
0: Okay, fat develops, begins to develop because of increase in secretion of estrogen. That's what helps the breast to form and also gives the female more of the feminine appearance. Fats in different places Could be more of hips oh, Second row here Pardon Okay Deep voice That's another one For men the One of the first things When you ask him what is your name If he used to say My name is Kenechuku He will say My name is KC so that you will know Casey is no more a child so the hoarseness of the voice this room. pardon menstruation. menstruation will begin the regular monthly cycle of the female will begin to happen now for many people if you are not aware and you are not prepared either by your parents or they never tell you as we are discussing now that's when your other friends you say look, this is impure blood, you must meet with man, you must meet with man, the seed is soon." and then you have that attitude, and to help you, ok let's see if any of you will generate that have we heard this rule? You, you don't have any other to come, ovulation correct with the onset of menstrual cycle, there will also be regular monthly ovulation. The eggs begin to ripen, and if those eggs are not mated, they will now burst and shed, and then lead to the menstrual cycle that happens. This rule. Men's
5: for females blessed bone.
0: Speak out now.
5: For females blessed bone, they begins to breast breast
0: bone. Breastbone. Boom. B B N E B O N E. N E. Breastbone. Ha you have discovered that one. What's their name? Huh? Oh, yeah, you know, there are many discoveries these days. I haven't heard of breastbone, no. but it may be another way of calling it in your age. Is there any other one we have missed out? Okay. Attraction. The hormones are uh, at play. For the men, the hormonal changes that bring about those secondary sex characteristics are mainly what? progesterone you read about them in your secondary school i'm just bringing the basis so you know the basis for all the lusts the passion that the bible now says run away from them when it's not time so those ones develop at that point in time and then for the female it's mainly what the estrogen they now grow develop can you reduce the speed of that fan please Can you reduce it as much as you can? So, we have these secondary sexual characteristics, and the puberty marks their onset. And we say that the puberty is usually earlier with the female, some, but eight years. There are eight year old girls that have become pregnant. You've read about them, you see and hear about them, eight years. They become pregnant because they matured so early. And that's why, because it begins earlier with females, if you have a sister who you are older than by a year or two, and you are still 8, 9, 10, by 11, 12 years, your sister will be taller than you. Have you noticed that she will be taller than you? But... By 15, 16 years, you will overtake her, if that is the way God means it. Praise the Lord. So, these sexual characteristics are there as they develop. And then, when that happens too, they begin to also, you have the capacity to produce sperms, ovaries, Somebody mentioned ovulation, and the ovulation means each month there is a shedding of an egg that has not been fertilized to become a baby in the making. So that goes away. Now this ability, God put it in everybody. When anybody hasn't matured into secondary seizure characteristics, that's a problem. The parents will begin to take you to the doctor and they will do a lot of tests, mainly hormonal tests, to find out if any of them is deficient. And that will be a lot of treatment. And the ability to manufacture sperms or eggs or ova, a singular is over for men, continues even into their 90s. How many of you heard of Zeke of Africa? Many of you were not alive when he died. Not to talk of when he lived. You. you heard of him. Dr. Namdi Azikiwe. He died in 1996. At the age of 92. And even almost to his death. He was still producing children. So into the 90s. A man can still produce viral sperm that can give birth to children. The women, your eggs will continue being produced every month until you reach menopause. Menopause is when the body biological clock God puts at that puberty It's like he opened the tap for estrogen And says all you need Come into full bloom And then the tap is running And that's why you feel the way you do With some of the things you have described By menopause The tap Gets closed It used to be around Forty-two Increased to forty-five Now it's even Fifties Uh Dr. Ify, what is menopause average age now? 50.
6: 52.
0: Some people have still given birth naturally at 55. Then that's when the estrogen begins to drop. And then that happens. So you have a wide range of them. Now, the average man when we say the average man it means any man who is otherwise stable can have up to I had a tally here this morning, just before coming, I had to google again, because these things are public knowledge they are facts none of them is hidden I had a figure, but this morning I had to Google. So, the average man can produce up to 525 billion sperms in a lifetime. 525 billion sperms in a lifetime. We began with the foundation of the Bible. And I'm giving you now the foundation biologically of your body clock set by God so as to launch you into what to do with that foundation and what not to do when you have the right knowledge. Because the only place God says, Him I will destroy is when he said, Whosoever defies his body which is the temple of god which is holy and which you were bought with a price and you are not your own the moment you ask jesus to come into your life and be your lord and your savior are you getting me so far when you get that foundation you now understand why god will give prescriptions For what you will do with that body that you have handed over to him. And why he says, Whosoever comes to me now to discover a life partner has already gotten a favor. I open the door. I'll say, Well done, my son. You have come back to your father to ask rightly what should be yours. I will give you just that and many more. So in a lifetime. An average man will produce up to 525 billion sperm cells. And each volume of ejaculates that you release contains about 3.5 milliliters. And in that 3.5 milliliters, each one male, and one male is so tiny. Contains about 120 million Sperm cells So each Ejaculate a man releases Contains about 300 to 400 million Cells Now the average woman At birth At birth not even by the time you reach puberty. At birth, locked into your system by God are uh, potentially 2 million eggs. 2 million. By the time you reach puberty, you still have in every average female 300,000 eggs by the time you reach development of secondary sexual characteristics. Three hundred million eggs. And then puberty, like we rightly had an answer, means every month you will release one egg. If there is no fertilization, that egg will as it after ovulating, that's when you release it. It will shed as menstrual period in a lifetime the average female will just release about a maximum of 450 eggs out of the 300,000 eggs potentially you have so you have reserve you're not in error and you are not in deficit. If you have that understanding, now let's go to the practical one. A young man, or a young woman, but an older man at any age, you cannot be clogged up. Do you know what clogged up means? Something blocking the place. If you say this pipe is clogged up, it means that pipe is what? Blood. You cannot be clogged up by sperm if you do not have sex. Are you understanding me now? The common teaching, and that's why I gave you the foundation, is that if you do not have sex so as young as you are, when your body is roaring up, do you know what to happen? it will block your system to block your system when you may even want to marry and start having children it may make you impotent. so you now see that you have reserve and excess so even when you ejaculate 400 300 million of them I calculated I divided five twenty-five. Million, with three to four hundred million and it was giving me about one thousand one hundred and no man will be able to exhaust that in a lifetime. So nobody's body or system or reproductive organ is blocked if you do not have sex. That's fact. Secondly a woman's eggs or over, that's the medical name will not degenerate it will not lose quality and it will not become unable to bear children if you do not have sex or masturbate or use toys facts that are sacred and they are founded from the bible and are in every biological fellow who is human so those stories you hear if you don't have sex oh, your eggs will be spoiled oh. they won't be good enough oh. when you look for children you won't see them oh. it will just be Adiboroja oh. it's not founded and it's false in actual fact Men who need to make their women pregnant, especially when people are married and maybe six months no pregnancy yet, one, month, one year no pregnancy yet, and perhaps they begin to go to doctor. One of the advice pieces of advice a doctor will give to that man is in order to make their wife pregnant and to conserve their sperm to be of richer quality the doctor will tell the husband not to have sex too often so that the quality of his sperm will be better stronger to be able to make a woman pregnant and why is that? When a man releases 300 to 400 million sperm cells in each ejaculate, they have nutrients and they travel over a distance and they can survive for up to 2 to 3 days in the womb and they are all speeding to fertilize one egg. Only one sperm cell out of the millions gets to the egg to fertilize it. So, for that sperm cell to get to the egg, it needs to be strong. The others will not make the journey. Are you understanding now? It's only the strongest, the most in quality that will get to The egg, and get the egg fertilized. So, you can see that not having sex, whether you are married or even when you are married, does not affect your body system adversely. You lose absolutely nothing by not having sex throughout your life. It's just like something that you're not making use of. You don't lose anything from there. If it's a gift, that gift remains redundant. So, there are some people who remain eunuchs. Eunuch means somebody who is not potent to impregnate a woman for life. What does Matthew 9.12 say? Read it for us. Matthew 19.12 Matthew 19, 12, so that when you read these in the scriptures, some of them you don't understand, and then you see something on the internet, your friend talks, you readily buy into their own, you have more knowledge than they ought to.
1: Are who have been made by others. Start
0: again. If you have the microphone, two of you should actually have the microphone. One person remains here, the other around.
1: For there are enos who were born that way, and there are enos who have been made enos by others and there are those who chose to live like enochs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven
0: okay so there are three categories of enochs 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 mean people who won't give birth to children people who were born that way Like I say some people can have problem secondly those who are made so by men when you read the scripture and you hear about the person who kept Esther and her group, the chamberlain, they are usually enochs. In Acts chapter 8, where we read last Sunday, you heard the Ethiopian enoch. Some other translations will say Ethiopian official. So those who usually stay, particularly where women were, will be castrated so they won't be able to get a woman pregnant. And those who are in ministry and decide, by the burden of what God put on me, I'm going to be an Enoch. Jesus Christ, we never heard he married anybody. So you have those categories. So somebody can actually go through life without having sex. And you haven't missed anything. You are not less of a human being you are not less in fulfilling why God brought you the only thing is that the sex with the hormones with the passion the ruah the bond as the bible said where we read in First Corinthians chapter 7 and they happen most when you begin to grow from childhood to puberty puberty launches you into what period? adolescence isn't it teenage and from there you get into young adults by 18 and adults or youth which many of you are in and then grow on from there now let's still get on there releasing span, I'm addressing common problems and questions that lead you astray that's why it's young people extra. Say it bare as it is, it helps you round up your understanding, your development, keeps you balanced. Surugede. Praise the Lord, and you can face anything and face what God asks you to do. Releasing sperm when you are asleep, we we'll call it nocturnal emission. Or to me sense. Many young people, especially at your age, After puberty, we notice that many of the times you wake up in the night or early in the morning, your private part is erect, strong, erect. And many times, you may look at your pyjama, you find you have wet your pyjamas. So doing that, and having desire to have sex, particularly by the females, are all as a result of this hormonal overlay the testosterone the progesterone and for the female the what? the the estrogen that's why we had that foundation and they are all healthy one of us says attraction for the opposite sex romanticizing We'll put it that way to differentiate it from fantasizing. That's also one of the words you have there. They are normal. They are normal and they are healthy. Just like releasing eggs every month for a female who is ovulating is also what? Healthy. Now, here is a crossroads. It's a natural process, just like feeling hungry. Feeling hungry is a natural process, isn't it? If you are not, even when you are fasting, there's a period. Once it is time, the body has what we call biological clock. Biological clock for hormones, biological clock for your sexual development, biological clock for food metabolism, the way the body works. When the biological clock reaches, the body will begin to shout, I need food, 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 I need food. I need food. And sometimes, if you listen to your if you, bend, you will hear your stomach. I'm speaking ordinary man's language now. You hear it doing what? Prrr, prrr. And sometimes, when you can't contain it, you yawn, you will burn. You will rub your stomach. You just know extreme hunger has done what? Come. If you are fasting. And you are able to go through that stage. Your stomach will just go quiet. And sometimes really. If you are going on some lengthy period of fasting. Your stomach will lose appetite. So, but a natural process is that there comes a time you will feel what? Hungry. Right? Right. Is it wrong to feel hungry? It's a natural process. Just like releasing the eggs or the sperm or development or having a feeling because of the hormonal overlay, there are also what? Natural process. Now, You agree that it's not wrong to feel hungry. It is the way you satisfy your hunger that may be a problem. Is that not so? What are the various ways somebody, especially a young person, can decide to satisfy hunger, just hunger for food? You know yourself now, when you feel hungry, how do you satisfy the hunger for food? And then we'll go to others. You may have done it before. I did some when I was younger. I used to I won't tell you until I see you answer. How will you satisfy that hunger to eat? Yes, this side. Any side that does not answer, we know they are over spiritual. And when somebody is over spiritual, he's faking it. Yes. They're looking at me. Bye eating food, everyone agrees that is the one by eating food, how do you get the food to eat because you know to satisfy the hunger you will do what eat food which are the ways somebody can get food to eat by cooking buying begging hey you're becoming natural now you beg Please now, this food is not for you. It's for daddy. Please now, let me eat now. I'm feeling very hungry now. Please now. Good. Any other? Eh? Stealing. Correct. Stealing. Unless you have not been in boarding school. Some people steal loaves, they steal garden. they tap it. And sometimes, when you even come, if you are a good friend, you say, I take your loaf, oh, I take her. He say Why now? I kept it when I finished prep, I'll eat. He said, Hunger, they wire me. Please, I beg now. But you stole it. Many won't even say, Your roommate or your classmate or your hostel they Ah! See now, they taking my loaf. You will even join it to say, Hey! For where now? Okay? So, stealing. Any other way? Eh? Huh? Visitation. Okay, you suddenly begin to visit when it's not in your dictionary and you visit where you're expecting food. Very correct. Any other one? Eh? Huh? You can steal money to get food, isn't it? You steal money and then go and fill your stomach with bones, with gala, with soft drink and malt. So you can steal, you can beg. But if you eat food, you will saturate the hunger. Is that not so? Some people can even kill to have food. There are places where people are so hungry, they don't have food, they don't know where they will get, they are ready to kill in order to have food. All these are applicable to sex. Hmm? To have ovulation monthly is what? A natural process. Nobody can stop it. To have a feeling of attraction to the opposite sex is natural. It's in you. To even feel like having sex is natural. And to have wet dreams, that's what we call it for young men or nocturnal emissions or to me sense, that's medical word, but that's what describes that very strong erection. Natural process. Now, wanting to have sex is alright, for both male and female. But when you do have the sex, and under what setting you have the sex, is the word question and the Matter. are you with me so far the condition that you do have the sex is a matter all these things that we described about feeling hungry and food they happen with regards to sex can you now apply them some people beg, 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 beg come now, come now, come now you are the ocean in my tea you are the cucumber in my garden you are the star that wakes me up you are the moon that can never come when the sun is shining come now, come now, come now you beg others will stare they say come let's go and have some drinks now and sometimes some people, that's where they put codeine that's where they put tramadol many of the cases we hear undergraduates if it's not in Emo State, it is the University of Nigeria. It is in Enugu campus. It is all over. The Chidemau Juku that is in the news now, a 300-year-level undergraduate of the uh, University of Lagos, the same thing. Some who saw her said she looked dazed and she looked out of this world. And then, under the influence of what? drugs so many people and it's at you age that your intellect magnifies and that's why it is true you know more than what your parents know your brain works sharper than them you can easily devise tricks to play your daddy your mommy i know that now i know that now and you do it you even have the benefit of more technology at your disposal. Your mind now has a number of cupboards that, when you start talking, the, the Jeokuhu is in my house. I don't know the names of cars. I find it difficult. All I know is something that can take me to go for a program or journey safely and come back, no problem. But any car around, five minutes, Jacob will tell you the brand of car. Jacob will tell you where it was made. And one of the days, mommy was saying, somebody came to visit her. And mommy was saying, where is the key now? Where is the key? And Jacob simply said, mommy, this type does not use key. So information, you have them. It's when you do have the sex and under what condition that makes it right or wrong. And some people, I just gave Chidema as an example. It has not yet been proven that he killed the man. And as I was reading about some of the tributes to the man, Usifo Ataga, it's in the public knowledge now, so there's nothing hidden. We are not condemning any. I read some of the tributes. And many of them were from his schoolmates at Federal Government College, Warren. And they would say, no, he wasn't like this. He didn't used to be like this. He was good. And some will write and say that he surrendered his life to Christ. And that he has been filled with scriptures. Right or wrong. But if a man at 45 years ceo of a super tv could be having friendship with a 300 level how old is she is it 21 years or 20 years so you can see we are bringing real life experience we're not just talking theory assuming he was born again he has a family of course maybe he was also born again gotten a christian whatever level and whenever he did He's still straight. It's like eating food when you're not supposed to. Where you're not supposed to. In the way you're not supposed to. In short, in the scripture, God will write in Proverbs, Drink water from your own system. And do not spread your seed abroad. Basic life guiding principles. So for you, who are God's property and God's child, this will not matter to you if you are not born again. There may still be one or two people here who are not born again. And you can't keep to this, but you surrender your life to Christ, the difference will come clear. You can have self-control. You have the fruit of the Spirit, right? The fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5, 24. Can you help me mention them? Each group, one again, just speak out now. That's the one you like. Gentleness. Second row, meekness. This row, self-control. This row, you are thinking about it. You can look at your Bible. Those who came late, because they must come late. Fruit of the Spirit. Joy. It was joy that I kept you at home. I kept you late. Okay? Love. Peace. Are you sure? The role. Patience. Any other remaining? Hmm? You didn't hear others. You are not listening. Patience, long-suffering. One of them is what? Self-control. And Galatians 5, 16 to 18 will say, at each point in time, in the life of anyone who is a Christian, there are two forces in contention. Who has living bible here new living bible new living translation here here if you do open it now read 5 16 to 18 does somebody have easy to read version somebody doesn't have at all if you didn't get your bible at all yeah, not right yes read
5: uh, the living bible Galatians 5:16. I advise you to obey only the Holy Spirit's instructions he will tell you where to go and what to do and then you won't always be doing the wrong things your evil nature wants to do for we naturally love to do the evil things that are just the opposite from the things that the holy spirit tells us to do and the good things we want to do when the holy spirit has his way with us are just the opposite of our natural desires these two two forces within us are constantly fighting each other to win control over us and our wishes are never free from their pressures when you are guided by the Holy Spirit you need no longer force yourself to obey Jewish laws
0: thank you that's okay for our time is it very clear is it very clear so even when you are born again the same passion the same humums, at work in somebody who is not God's property is also working in you because there are constantly two laws two forces in the life of any born again child of God the spirit is telling you what to do the spirit is saying it's time to get up and go and flee. Isn't that what you read? And the flesh, the emotions, your natural desire is saying stay now. Nothing megas. Nobody will know. It's only this once. Just a little peck. A little peck does not cause any trouble now. That's what the flesh is saying. So, he said, if you obey the Holy Spirit as he guides you, you will maintain self-control. So, the Christians, whether it is the story we have just told, which is in the public domain, or people like you, if you are truly born again, can fall again and again into sexual sin, into fornication, into masturbation, into heavy petting, into light petting, into French cuisine, into Arabic cuisine, into Igbo cuisine, because you manufacture new ones. The moment you simply decide to disobey the Holy Spirit. When you are born again, God gives you an earnest, a deposit of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1, 13, 14 is a deposit in your life. He can guide you. You can now produce fruit of the Spirit, all of them. And the love of God is possible to be shed abroad in your heart, to love Jesus' way. Then when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, you can have the fullness of the Spirit in manifestation but just being born again the spirit of the Lord can guide you and that's why Romans clearly says as many as are led by the spirit they are the sons of God because he has already come into you to take possession that's how God says you are now my property you are no longer your own your temple, your body is my temple, and that temple has to remain holy. Because I, your owner, you who bought you with a price, am also what? Holy. If you understand it, simple arithmetic for those of you whose minds think wide and far. That's how God arrived at that. And we quoted First John 3, 9, that says, Whosoever is born of God, does not make sin a habit does not see youthful passion and fall into it again and again why? because the seed of Christ that should germinate the fruit of the spirit including self-control are there one of the things God does for you and leaves you to make a choice the moment you are with that boy you are with that girl yeah, with the opposite sex, and it moves beyond just filial feeling. We will just mention that in person. And you go to the point of now, nah, hi, you touch, and then electric comes in the person's body. You draw nearer. The Holy Spirit, who is in you, will give you a warning sign. He will give you a red alert. You will feel a discomfort You will feel some sweating Sudden discomfort For any person who wants to amount To what God wants him to do That's the time to get up and do what? Get up and do what? Don't argue Don't explain Don't say uh, sorry Don't even apologize If there's no time do what? Flee. If there is need, you will explain. But you don't need to explain anything. Because the person who you are with also knows what was about to happen. They will say, look, Jew man, Jew guy. I thought I would get him today. Say this in Mbeke. This prudish girl. They will use that word if they are class. You know what a prude is? Somebody who doesn't know anything at his or her age. But, that is man's definition. Even Joseph had a false accusation laying on him that took him to what? Prison. But because he had fled and maintained integrity, do you know that Potiphar, who was the captain of the guard of Pharaoh, eventually had to be bowing to Joseph? Do you remember that? He became the prime minister. Potiphar was under his command. And I'm sure Joseph would have seen Potiphar's wife. If he was not filled with the Spirit of God, you know that the first thing would be the way David did, to get Uriah killed. Because in those old times, the Spirit of God was not indwelling in them, as he is doing in you and I now. So they can act under their natural impulse, and maybe come back to God and when God wants to use them. So that's the point that makes you clear. You can have self-control. But there's nothing that makes you different when you are born again from the person who is not born again in terms of your passion, emotions, hormonal outbursts They are the same. But the Spirit of God will help you put what? A check. And we we'll give you a guideline Abstain from all appearances of evil Give you examples You are in class And you are a lesson partner You are a reading partner You are study partner Is the opposite sex You are putting up an appearance of evil Not only an appearance You are inviting evil Waiting to happen some time ago, some of the students used to come and read here. And then, after a while, there were a few classrooms there. And part of here was still in construction. But I used to ask questions and monitor. And then, we heard there was a particular uh, young man and young woman who were reading partners. I had to warn them. And I stopped them from coming here and indeed any other person from coming to read sooner I think they found another place reading partners they ended up in fornication that much I would say but I don't want to go beyond that so when you make your reading partner or your prayer partner I'm putting it spiritual now or the person who you are counseling or the person who is counseling you, mentor or mentee, to use whatever language you are putting up an appearance of evil waiting to happen. So you prevent that. You prevent that. If you are in a room now with the opposite sex, who is not otherwise married to you and related to you, and the door is closed you are setting up an appearance of evil because the natural man, the flesh will say, nobody is here I like you I've never had the opportunity to express it now that nobody is around can I tell you my feelings you set up that spectacle and so, even in counseling it is not for nothing that I deliberately stay there to cancel. Some people can get emotional. Some people can suddenly start weeping. And then you just fall on the person, hey, yeah. Is that why you are crying? The hey, yeah can now lead to yeah, hey. hey. <laughs> but if you are in the open, it checks you. Or when you say hi, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. From morning to night, lectures. I go to work. I hustle. I sell this. I do that. It's only night you can meet. Okay, let us meet at 7 p.m. 8 p.m. Better. Let us meet in the cafe. Let us meet in the canteen. Let us meet under that tree. When you have a setting of the cover of darkness, you are setting up an appearance of what? evil to happen so you have your part to play the Holy Spirit will check you but the Bible also gave you a guideline on life and any of this the moment you go beyond that thin line he will give you a check for many of us you don't listen your passion drives you over and when it has happened you say hey Hey. There was a common way now. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. I can explain. I can explain. Who are you explaining to? But you can avoid it. Praise the Lord. So the society, social media, peer pressure, that's your friends. Tradition. Now people tell you it's not in fashion to be a virgin. It's not fashionable anymore. Who is speaking? Whose standard? It's because they have broken that rule. They have perverted it. And because they couldn't meet it, and they can't meet it, they draw you down to their level. First Peter chapter 4, verse 3. Don't be afraid. Don't be put down. When your friends malign you and speak evil of you, because they have tried to pull you down to their level. And since they cannot, they use their weapon. They punch at what is a value that is a standard. And tell you, nobody can be a virgin now. And then I've given you where we started from. If you don't have sex, you, your egg, your manhood, your spend, they will be generating. You know? They are all false and you fall for the lie as it were and you get down right there because they have failed even Christians many of the people who carry the microphone whether we dress in white or in black or in red or what other color is holy? huh? Eh? purple okay? purple if they have not met that standard they won't touch there the devil will say don't touch my property. Be soft on it. Their standard changes but it doesn't change God's standard and it doesn't change what has worked in lives. That's why I said you can remain without sex for life and nothing has changed. Praise the Lord. So coming from there now, you can have sex only in a committed relationship. A committed relationship is when you are legally properly married not when you have done traditional marriage not when you are courting not when you are engaged when you are legally married in short when you are married as we read last introducing you to marriage God will say, don't even deny yourselves of that unless both of you agree. You can see God has a prescription. There is food to be eaten. Eat it well and eat it at the proper time. Don't steal it. Don't beg for it. It's your food. Don't snatch it. Don't kill for it. Don't use emotions to override. When you're married... As pleases both you and your partner agree. That's God's liberty. And that's something to wait for. And I pray you will do so and have that foundation in the name of Jesus. That's God's approved way of living. That brings no sorrow and no repercussion. To complete that section, the sorrows that can come and not only that you form an unhealthy bonding whether you, you become emotionally attached to that person which can hurt you whether you've ended up having sex or you ended up in heavy petting or you ended up in smooching or you ended up in light kissing an emotional attachment has already developed and then Some even go to the point of abortion. I met a lady; she's still in the age range of youth because she's less than 40 years. Met her a couple of days ago. I won't tell you when so that you can't situate it properly. And she's married for six years. She's been searching for children. Her B.P. was whopping high. She's a nurse. Who earns money? She has the drugs. I said, why is your baby so high? He said, maybe because of my thinking. Because of my thinking. She's the one giving me the answer. I said, what are you thinking about? He said, this is my infertility. This is my being unable to get pregnant. This is my being unable to get children. I said, have you been pregnant before? He said, yes. He said, when? Before I got married. I said what happened to it? He said I removed it I had abortion Well that's a different kettle of fish So even with that It can perpetually Affect When you are married Whether to get children or not And even whether you eventually Get to enjoy sex When you ought to do so The diseases are there Veneral diseases, there are a number, and some of you know them more than I. Don't think that if I point at you, it's because you know them by experience. It's because you're a doctor. Can you tell us some of the sexual diseases so that I know that all of you know it, sir? Huh? Okay,
7: so um, we have gonorrhea, we have a chlamydia infection, we have a uh, human Okay, so the venereal disease, we have gonorrhea, we have uh, chlamydia, Candida. we have um, human papilloma virus, HBV. that's HPV, then we have uh, genital hippies, we have uh, trichomonas, and on.
0: Thank you. Quite a number, trichomonas vaginalis, and they have funny, funny names. Hippie simplex. They all come, and people have them to varying degrees. Those are another sorrow attached to that type of lifestyle. And of course, you begin to have your hormonal imbalance. Some people now abuse pills off and on, and their body system changes. And for you, as a child of God, there's a scar that remains. A scar remains. And God has something to do with that. David repented and confessed but the child of adultery had to do what? die the scar remained in his life it came back later and where we read don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit whose you are your body is holy and that whosoever defies his body him will God destroy the scar remains even if you don't die physically now if you are counseling people the way I'm advising you now God has a standard I won't speak strongly And what is God's standard on sex sex before marriage or uh, aborting or any of them I won't I will play soft on that. Even when I want to give you an answer, I will give you an answer that you cannot make head or tail out of it if I will retain my spirituality, in quotes, The scar remains. You want to speak strongly against it? It will stick in your throat. The devil will tell you, be watchful. You have been in my camp. Don't talk too loud on it. Many of you, have you? Heard the folk tale about the tortoise who said I'm going for a party with all my friends. Today is a big do. I don't have a dress. He went to Lion and borrowed their garment. And then they came dancing, dancing, dancing. Each time that the tortoise wants to dance his best, the lion will say, Be careful, my friend. You're wearing my garment. Too. Be careful. Don't tear it. That's what the devil does when you've been involved there. Be careful. Don't talk too loud. I will expose you. And trust the devil. Sometimes, in the illicit relationships, illicit means any relationship that is not pure, clean. The devil will want to hook you. Your friends, your classmates can have ten boyfriends or not. Your friend who is a man can have many ways with women. The one time you will say, let me try, the devil will make sure your own is known. He's right. He said, Shede, you said you abandoned me and went to Jesus, whose lifestyle is holy. And he said you are his property. And you left him and came back to me. I will disgrace you now. That's what happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. So, may the Lord deliver you from any of such unholy. I'm trying not to make them sound too spiritual. Unlawful. Trend of the age type of relationship or even accidents in Jesus name and if some of you have been involved at the end of this we will pray you come clean 2nd Corinthians 7 1 says we have great potential promises for God for you we read 2nd Timothy chapter 2 from verse 20 he says in a great house There are what? Many vessels. Some to honor others to what? Dishonor. If any one of you will purge himself, cleanse himself, make herself pure from any of these, I will make you a vessel unto honor. I can use you again and again. H- immaterial today is not to tell you how that passage has worked in my life it will take her time has worked in his life a venerable there has worked in her life because I knew her from university days and Mrs. Okoli and any other who is here there may be a day for that it's true it works at any age You just stand out, and you be contented with yourself, self-worth, and God can boast with you any time. Experience it, and may the Lord allow you to begin to experience that in Jesus' name. So, if you cleanse yourself from all filthiness of flesh and spirit. You can now live in holiness. Luke 1, says, God delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has translated us to serve him in holiness and what? Righteousness all the days of our life this youthful age is a foundation that announces you even in days and years to come. Aim at it. God will not be the one to disappoint you and you will experience it in Jesus name. Now we are in you, sex, and partly relationship. We will just spend a little while more on the aspects of the relationship love, so called leading you to marriage then I will allow room for you to talk you will still talk in between now but you will talk more by your questions and some of our daddies and mommies may also answer if you have those questions and they are real, and that's why we made out of time usually the morning of every Saturday of your yeah, young people's weekend the one you are common with is usually dealing on what? relationship and marriage is, so? but we said let's puncture it we have denied you of this basic down to earth not just preaching at you we've gone through it many of you have gone through it let us all share it as experience and may it bring permanent impression in your life For today, and for whom God will make you to be, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now when we talk about relationships, particularly that may lead to marriage, let's say, by way of foundation, that marriage, a family that starts with marriage, is important before God. It's as important as church coming to worship God, to sing, to pray. It's as important as ministry, which some of you, I know it's the youthful age, I'm a ministry, I want to be a ministry. It's as important as that. It's also as important as a nation. And as a matter of fact, things concerning marriage... We are the first that God initiated in the scripture after creation he didn't face the nation Israel that was Genesis 12 when he now asked Abraham come leave your people leave your kindred leave your nation and go to where I will show you he didn't begin to really prescribe how the priests should appear with Aaron and his children and what the priestly meant in my daily devotion, now personal, not the family, I've been going through Exodus. And God will take care to describe how the garment of the priest, how the anointing, what they must do, the sacrifice they will make, as important as it was, that wasn't God's first attention. Immediately after creation in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, after God made man, God said, It's not good that man should be alone. I will build him a family. I will get him into marriage. I will make him a helmet suitable for him. That's why, if you now remember where we read last, Proverbs 18.22, He to whom a wife is revealed finds a good thing, and already obtains the favor that God kept waiting for the person. Reason you went back to the Maker of marriage to ask for who He has made for you, and He revealed the person to you, suitable for you. So it's not every man, every woman that walks on the streets. That is a potential wife or husband. I hope you know that. A number of them don't end up even getting married. It's not every brother or sister that is in this fellowship or in the same church with you that will be your wife or your husband. So how do you know who by Proverbs 18:22? And we narrowed it down to what? Prayer. You simply come back to your father and say, Father, you made me for a purpose. You say there is somebody who will help me, suitable for me. Please tell me the person. That's the way you talk to your father. That's the way that prayer ought to be. And when you do that sincere prayer, personal experience, and others who have trusted God he will tell you who your wife or your husband will be plainly in short, you know it easily more than you even know many other things spiritually why? God makes the very, very important things of life common are you with me? What is most important for everyone who is here now to be existing as a human being what is most important so that i'm sure what's in name hugo are you sleeping are you sure okay you're meditating i going to meditate with your eye open so be sure she said eh do you agree with me she's correct the high the low the mighty the weak. The richest, the poorest, has air at what price? Free of charge. If air were to be put on sale in this Nigeria, do you know what will happen? Many of you didn't live when they had the essential commodity. Soap, which you use, Omo, even Maggi, sugar, all of them were essential commodity in Nigeria. People were queuing up to buy a few lumps of sugar. Eighteen huh? of, eighteen of uh, bomb at that time. Hey, you have won a great prize. A loaf of bread. Ah, uh, many people would have bottled the air in different labels. Air for sale. Essential air for sale. Air that nourishes. Air for life. And they will put tags there. Every morning you will go and pay before you can get the air to breathe for that period. Isn't it so? Air is so important. God made it common. Nobody ever buys air. What is the most important thing for somebody to be a child of God? Salvation. Acknowledging that you're a sinner. Jesus, you paid the price on the cross of Calvary for my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior as I repent of my past sins. And he gives you an earnest, a deposit of the spirit that you belong to him. So salvation is what? Free. It's common. The most important things of life. Physical and spiritual. God makes them world common. So when you come to who should I marry which is the foundation of whether you run a ministry or you run a career. At the time I was looking through the women who were top flyers in the country at the time. I didn't say now. Nah. It may still be possible. Top flyers, financial banking gurus, business giants, Women, I don't know what made me look that. They had problems with their marriages. So even though they were success, in quotes, they still had their puncture. They didn't have happy marriages. So marriage, foundation, basic, God attended to it first. That would tell you the scale of preference and God makes the process of finding your life partner once you have the mind and you come as his child to ask sincerely he will show you the person are you with me for many of you the problem is I don't know who to marry I don't know who to marry the real problem is that you have not yet made up your mind to agree that God your father can give you or show you the best you have your own idea. If you ask some of us our experiences, Mommy, when she saw me first, we were in a conference, not in marriage. I was my first Zona president then. They came for a conference. Next time, we were in Bible study. I was in housemanship in Abakileke, and then I was leading Bible study group in SU then, and uh, I just, in when I even wanted to call her, I called her a different name. I called her Roots. Because Ruby was uncommon a name, still uncommon as it were. Nothing about marriage. But one of the things that she said she had in my mind was that she will never marry anybody from her area. I don't know how that comes. I think that's how some of you, that comes. She will never marry anybody from her area. Number two thing that she said was in her natural mind, was that she will not marry a medical doctor. I don't know how that came to her mind. So she said when she saw me in those conferences, that all she thought of me was that I was from somewhere in Nemo State. So nowhere near any of the places she will never marry from. So of course, since I was a medical doctor, it never crossed her mind there would be a day will be married as husband and wife but as I prayed and when I finished praying and I asked God who? I got the name I went further to tell you it's simple it's good, it's easy once you show a willingness to obey God I asked him the date I was going to propose I got a date and God even gave me a setting of the room the day I was to propose. I thank God. And I kept on praying. And I traveled down. I was in youth service then. I traveled down. And to cut the long story short. She said. At a point in time. As she was also praying. She now got that revelation. That I was going to be the husband. And she resisted it. One. It can't be me because I'm a medical doctor. Two, it can't be me because I now happen to come from Ufuma. Hey. She said she resisted. He said, God, I'm ready to do any other thing. Please allow me this one. It was only the evening before the day I came proposing. April 14. You can ask her the date, the year. I won't tell you that one. But it's open knowledge it was the evening before that day God gave me that she said in her prayer she said Lord I have struggled enough if he is the one who you want to marry me let him come quickly I don't want to go through a lengthy period of struggling again and waiting, let him come quickly just the evening before and the next day I came so easy and clear you can even know that clearer than your name. I challenge you to do so in Jesus' name. It's not difficult when you have walked cleanly with God. He will, if you have opinions, He will drop them. But you will be sure that who God is giving you, male or female, depending on whether you are a brother or a sister, is His best for you whatever you had by the time you agree you will find that person surpassing your own standards praise the Lord so he says I will make you a helpmate for you and God attached that importance for it right from the word go remember our Lord Jesus Christ what was the first stepping out that we record in Bible about Jesus where? Kenna in Galilee where there was what? A wedding. Significant. Jesus made a point. No ministry. No spirituality. No time of worshipping God. Gets it right without starting from the family and the origin a marriage. And that was where his first miracle was wrought. So when He told us in Proverbs 18.22, He, to whom a wife is revealed, has found what? A good thing. Because you've gone to your father and obtained. The favor there is that even ordinary things, maybe what you had known about the person, the things you have had in your mind about the individual, the miracle of God will do what? Overturn them. Natural water... Because Jesus was involved, it has become what? The sweet wine that everybody could enjoy. Ah, this one, all of a sudden you come together and God makes all of a difference in that individual because you have agreed to do his will. So, you have a yielding, you have a willingness, the Lord will take you further in the name of Jesus. And we've been talking about young person youth, sex relationship and marriage ok, we will stand now we will sing that song that Sunday school children used to sing so that people like go will be more alert and spiritual I have talked for one hour now if not more, I'm rounding up Possibly before quarter to one. So we still have a room. I will abridge these ones. You've been sitting for long. So can we join us on the school song. Fishing for men. You know it. What is that song now? I will make you... This one. Not only spiritual... But you will fish a man after God's heart in Jesus' name. And you will fish a woman after God's heart in Jesus' name. So, when you are a man, do you stand or sit when we mention men? You stand. You sit. You stay halfway. Okay. If you are a man, when we mention men, you sit. If you're a woman, when we mention fishes, you will do what? Sit. If you sit all through, we we'll tell God to make a miracle for you now. I will. We are standing first now, all of us. I will make you. Fishers Will make you the chance of man if you follow him, if you follow. Him. Oh, it's alright, praise the Lord Can you see some people don't know whether they are men or women eh? They just sat there You just sat You don't know whether man or female no, no, no. Uh, You just sat there Until they remembered Praise the Lord I hope we are more alert now So, who is your youth? A young person can be defined in several ways. One of those who came late, 1 John 2.14, please get us that passage at the back. 1 John 2.14, we have a scriptural foundation, we'll back it up, but this one, I'll just make it snappy. We define a young person as it were, socially, from around Eighteen years of age. Eighteen years of age. Socially. And even as it were, it's from eighteen years you are up to the age of voting, right? It's from eighteen years you may likely be voted for. It's from eighteen years you are allowed legally to be marriageable or marry socially. 80 years. And upwards. In medicine, any person who is still less than 40 years is a young person. So you can see why we use that term. Young people. Medically speaking, world over. We have three categorization of people. Then that's in adult medicine but with pediatrics you now have those who are children but in adult medicine younger than 40 years you are a young person 40 years to 65 years of age you are a middle aged person that's the way we will describe you and then 65 years and above we say you are elderly so If somebody is presenting a patient now and say, this elderly man, usually, and I do it a lot of times, I'll look at the patient, I'll look at him, look at the patient, I'll say, stop. What did he say now? He says, elderly man. I'll say, how old is he? He says, 59. Then I'll look at the doctor, our student, look at him, look at him. He knows why I'm looking at him. At fifty nine years he's not yet what? Elderly. He's rightly addressed as a middle aged man. So you are young up until forty years of age. So that gives you a wide berth. First John two fourteen. Read now. Read, who has a microphone? Are you tired? We said one here, one there. Then you can shout. Where are the microphones, please?
1: I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him, that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one.
0: Thank you. You won't read again. I want to make people participate. That's why I said those who came last, so that... They won't say, Angela wins the prize for being the person who talks most. They will be part of it. So, young men, because you are what? Strong physically. Because the word of God does what? Abides in you spiritually. And because you have done what? Overcome the devil. Overcome us. That's the biblical definition for youth, young people. State of active Engagements. that's the young people from scripture state of active what Engagements. in that passage you will see I write unto you children I write unto you young men I write unto you fathers because you have known him, knowledge wisdom, but for young men active engagement you are what? strong The word of God does what? Abides in you. That's what the Bible is defining the youth as. You are suffused with the word of God. As a guide for life. And even in battle. You have overcome. That's why Psalm 127, Psalm 128. We say blessed is a man who has his quivers. Full of what? Young people. He will send them to the gates. He doesn't need to go. If he has young men, if Jesus has you, if your family has you, they don't need to go in any fight. They will send you. Praise the Lord. Because you are strong physically, strong spiritually, stuck and filled with the word of God, and you can engage. So it's during the age of youth that your strength is maximum. Many world record holders. Tokyo Olympics just finished. Youths. Oshonaike went to Olympics, how many times was this her own, for those of you who follow events, this was her seventh Olympics, which means every four years, she has been going to Olympics for seven good times, she went for that Olympics now, at the age of what, 45 years, she was knocked out in the first round by somebody much younger youth, strength most of the exploits sports, music, ministry, serving God done in the age of what? youth that's the age in which your intellectual prowess is highest if we give you a book of the Bible, for instance, Roots, and say, by night, tell me what you've read. A young person, who means it, you can memorize the four chapters of the book of Roots before the day ends. Your brain is active enough to grasp them. As you get older, your brain cells become dull. As you are younger, as a child, they have not fully developed. They develop maximally at the youthful age. You remember more. Your mind is more at You question things more when you are young. When you were a child, we say, Chama, sit in that seat. Never come out from it. Too. We say, okay. Chama will remain there. If anybody says, Choma, why are you not playing? My mommy says I should sit and they sit. I should never come out from it. If it's the people who tell lies, go and tell them I am not around. It will come out. You say, my mommy in the bedroom says I should tell you I am not around. She will quote you verbatim without thinking about it. One of the things that you will realize happened to you as you got into puberty, adolescence, is that many of the things your mommy said, daddy said, said in the church, your mind will just put a question mark, why? Your mind is now asking, why? Why? The things you used to obey without thinking, that question mark will now come, why? If they disturb you, disturb you so much, the next thing that will come out from your statement, I'm no longer a child. As the intellect. And sometimes they will say, this is the age of rebellion. The things you knew, you are now questioning them. Because your intellect is broadening. You don't take anything hook, line and sinker. You won't understand it. Your curiosity runs wild. You will read the internet, you will read the Google, you will go about it. Sometimes, and many times, you believe what your friends say outside more than the ones that mommy and daddy have said. You say, they're no longer in my generation. And if you are kind, you say, my popsy, popsy. If you are not too kind, you say, my old man, my old man. Then, if you are kind, you say, my momsy. At least you put her. If you are not too kind, you say, ah, that old man, woman. Some will now say old hag," which is really a foul language. They will put it to that extent. You say, hey, this is the person at the same level frequency. Ronaldo, Ateta, who are you if you love? It? You follow them. You put their hair star. If I ask uh, Izuna who he learned this one from, he may give me an answer. You look for one person around their age range, And key on to the person. Your intellectual curiosity is at its peak. It's not a crime. It's only that as a child of God, there is room for self-control. And then the spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. You gather a lot of information. The Holy Spirit helps you remove the chaff and keep them. And in your youth, you are strongest emotionally. As I told you, as the hormones begin to warm, that's when your hormonal outlay. The best period for a young woman, or for a woman at all, to be fertile. To have the highest chance of being pregnant. In medicine, that's not my area, but we read it as medical students. We call it fecundity, which some of them will confirm. You can Google it up. The best time for a woman to be fertile is between the ages of 18 and 25 years. Youth. The best time for a young man to be virile is between the ages of 25 to 35 years. Youth. Others follow after that. So emotionally, you're at your peak. Emotionally. That's why the Bible will talk about youthful loss. we we'll repeat it. We'll repeat it. Because he knows that's when he's at his prime. The Potion one. And that's why you hear Okay, I don't want to use any of your names. Obi, Obi, Obi Kaigesu. monana monanana, Obi Kaigesu. Obi, hmm, Obi, as they are singing, youths are coming out Everybody is coming out from their hostel Those in class are jumping through the window say, why are we following up? I don't know I just saw them singing And I want to join them Passion That's why the politicians will mobilize Did they mobilize old people To be thugs Youths Your passion, your emotion Once you believe in anything You can die for it so when they are singing nobi so. if anybody comes there shooting, they would die why were you following Obi? I don't know I just saw Obi, and because I know Obi, I like him I followed many people who are usually affected when they are riot they didn't know why they were doing it passion, emotion is highest during your youth and that's why the devil evil man Those who advertise on TV and on the network. Have you ever seen them advertising dresses with an old man? With an old woman? With gray hair? Who would they bring? Young women. As if to say, Ah! If you want to be as young as this man, Ah, that's the cream. That's the soap that made her look like this. Young people. So if you understand this, You will now get yourself properly placed. And you are strongest also spiritually. Most people God used that amounted to something that left legacies for you and I, their age of youth. Begin from Genesis, go to Revelation. Those whom God used are used as vessels, youths. You just find people like Abraham, 75 years and age; Moses, Caleb, 85 years. In a few places, the rest, whether it's a Joseph or a Daniel or a Ruth or a Esther or a Rebecca or a Jesus, a Paul, 30 years of age. By 33 years, Jesus had finished his ministry. 33 youth, prime of youth 30 Paul was already in Sanhedrin achieved records, mileages as he were 30 years, David was already a ruler in Israel, 30 years Joseph was already a prime minister 30 years, Daniel was already a prime minister and Daniel served 4 kings without lobbying and being in any political party, force of righteousness, Esther roots youthful age. Do we talk about the Samuels? Do we talk about those in the New Testament? Youths! That's where you are strongest. So, if you channel that energy right, you will know why emotions are struggling for you. That's youth, And that's who you are in God's sight. I pray you will harness the strength positively in the name of Jesus. When you talk about love, they are actually up to five different definitions of love. Sometime a few years ago our theme was love and we took time to talk about them. I'll just mention three for time. Eros is a common one that is commonest with youths. Eros is the one that is sexual. Eros is the one that can lead you to infatuation. Infatuation is fantasizing how I wish. I'm the husband of uh, Ch- Chioma. I wish you will just be thinking it in your mind. I wish uh, Chukude has become my husband now. Is anybody thinking about Chukude? Everything we've been doing, Chukude, has been saying, it's not me. Uh, tell them I'm very spiritual. Okay, that's eros, sexual, kana, emotion, that's driven and people now put it wrongly because it's part of the Greek word that defines love they put it there second one is failure. Philia. philia is likeness I like chukwode I like Chama, I like speak out now okay, chuku. you usually have a reason for liking the person because his nose is pointed because his ear is like antelope there's usually a reason because he's always kind. Because he's smiling all the time. Because he likes helping people. That's a kind of brotherly feeling. I like, I like. There's a reason why you like, you admire that person. And then the real love, agapeo, agapeo. God's own kind of love. The love that is in spite of. And that's what God puts in your heart. When he gives you a life partner. And that's why I told you the miracles happen. Whatever your impressions have been, the moment you say, God, give me a wife, give me a husband, you find favor from God. He puts a kind of love for that person in your heart that no matter what the person does or says, is the best. It overlooks a multitude of what? Sin, evil, error. When people are saying, don't you say, that's the best for me. It's God who puts it. And that's the kind that he really wants us to show, not just as brethren, but that's the kind he manifests more when you are in a marriage relationship. Many of you say They tell us that we have to develop love for somebody before we can agree to marry the person. It's not you who originated it. It's not entirely right. And then when you say it, your older parents will say, Hey, do you know that it was my father who just said, agreed with Obis father that I should marry him? Which one is that? Eh? They don't understand. So Don't play with love the way you see in TVs and uh, movies. It's not true. God puts love in your heart. And when you become a Christian, Romans 5.5 says the love of God becomes shed abroad in your heart. You're able to love the unlovable. Instead of just liking people because they relate to you, and not liking them because they, they irritate you. You have a fondness for everybody and you can do anything for that person and it's intensified more when you have a marriage relationship praise the Lord when should you get involved in a relationship that will lead to marriage four things and we will close and get your answer four criteria to make it easier and simpler number one when you have proven your identity. My question, which you should ask, and which I know you would have asked. When can somebody, I'm here now, I'm in SS1, I'm in JS one I'm in GS2. When should somebody get involved in any relationship that may lead to marriage? Did you get that clearly now? And that's the question in many minds here. Number one, when you have proven your identity. Number two, when you have known the person to marry. Number three, when you are disposed, when you are disposed, career wise, studies wise perhaps financially wise. If you are now in JSS 1, and you say, I have found somebody to marry, I must obey God. And in JSS 1, you go and propose. And in JSS 2, you say, okay, I will marry you. you haven't arrived at the stage where you are disposed to do what? Marry. If you are still receiving pocket money, 10 naira, 20 naira, 1,000, you are not yet disposed to marry. You are not. In short, you are sharing one room with your two brothers in your father's house and the next thing you are telling your parents is I want to marry you are not yet disposed I hope I'm making it practical Okay. the fourth one is when you are mature enough to begin a relationship so let's take them one by one we dispose them We get the questions as they come. What's the first step we said? How you know when you are ready to be involved in a relationship that can lead to marriage. What's the first point? Proving your identity. Okay. What do I mean by that? Have you heard the phrase? They say it in Igbo. When you hear that phrase, what does that tell you? This person doesn't know his right from his uh, left. So, as a child of God, who will not be involved in relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend, burn your passions needlessly? And if that question is not answered, you will ask me, so how do I... Exhaust my energy Burn my energy Including the passion I have As a young person I shouldn't be involved in this type of Chasing games Hide games Double standard life Immoral lifestyle Kiss a little Peck a little Touch a little Ah, what should I do now You burn your energy In gameful things You read books That's your intellect. You engage in physical things. That's why you are the ones needed in outreach. Do work physically. You get involved in serving God in fellowship groups. When you've had an ESCO meeting, you've been in a fellowship, you're exhausted, you come back, you won't have time to start fantasizing. You just get too tired and sleep off. And you really burn energy. You put yourself in something that is positively engaging so you don't have any dull moment and you don't have any spare moment either for engaging in that so when you prove your identity knowing who you are that you are a holy vessel that you are a chosen generation that you are of a royal priesthood that you are a peculiar kind of person who had never existed before. Made by God to show forth his praise. When that strikes you, you know, I can't play with my life, with my time. I'm special to God. We just read 1 Corinthians 6, 20-21, where he says, Don't you know that you are not your own? You were bought with a Price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You know who you are. Whether in sleep, whether in the midst of ruffians, whether in the boogie. I remember in secondary school, and it happens, Federal Government College. Usually, when there's end of year, they will come. Everybody contribute to 1-1 one, one Naira. 1-1 one, one, naira. One, one, naira was big money that time. Oh. 1978, 79, 80, there contribute one one naira, we'll do an end of year party, we'll just go there, we'll boogie, 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 that's how we knew that time, our phone they didn't come out, boogie, boogie, those of us who were born again, we say we will not contribute, you say, Louis people, you are haters of humanity, you are people who don't like anything fun, but because you knew who you are, they can't, they can't bully us, say, so my one naira won't go into that place, soon. that's when you go and buy beer and misbehave in the night, some of the governors and ex-governors were there in school by then. So nobody uh, pushes you around. You can stand your own. can hold your own anywhere and you are not ashamed to be identified with who? with God. When you have proven your identity, we've we'll just said, read 1 John 2.14, You are what? Strong. The word of God abides in you. And you have done what? Overcome the evil. Is that not a CV God has given you? And you look at your life and say, Hey, the word of God. Hey, Mima. Just John 3.16. If I ask John 3.16 now, I'm not sure all of us can memorize it. Say this word of God, it doesn't abide in me. It's a messenger. It's a passenger. I'm sure, the word of God is a a rare visitor in my life. It just comes once in a while and goes. When there's a program and I feel high and there's a lot of sentiments. Ah, I will carry a word. I will carry a After a while, the visitor does what? Goes, I'm back to myself. He says, because the word of God abides. What is abiding? Lives. Comfortably lives. And in Colossians 3.16, he says the that let the word of god do what dwell in you richly not even just living let it be there shun not the shore if they touch your life this way there's a word praise the lord they touch you this way there's a word the devil comes this way there's a word and what i'm telling you i practice too and i still practice as an undergraduate medical student. Give me that, your Bible. The little I knew then, because of the burden, and I knew how to channel my passion, I had a small Bible. I carried it around everywhere when we are reading, especially when we are reading for Second M.B. We have a place we call Squad. At the time, they said Squad Bishop. So once it's 12 midnight, I was the one to organize the prayer. So, but I had a small Bible Anyway, if I finish reading and I felt boy, and I wanted a refreshing, some people will now go gisting, some walk around I will open the Bible. So those passages that talk about success with the word of God, stuffing yourself with the word of God keeping right with the word of God how can a young man keep his way pure? By taking heed to your word I'll go there, and memorize them I'll keep memorizing them and I'll hold them and the word, once I catch the word and it becomes real, that is giving for taking. And it has followed me. That time as an undergraduate medical student, and sometime I traveled far and wide as an IFS president, covering now six states. Eda, Federal Polyda, I think it's in Niger State now, am I right? Kogi State. Bene Polytechnic ubokolo That's in Bene State, right? Lokoja here come Ogoja, Federal College of Education six states of course and then Anambra State as an graduate medical I can't remember I don't know how I did it but I told myself I will finish my Bible two times a year and God was helping me do that I still have my Bible 1985 it's still my favorite Bible When I bring it, it's brown. It's still my favorite Bible. And when I started working and I don't have that much time, I said I must make an effort to finish the Bible at least once a year. A goal, a vision. When the world is in you, it doesn't matter who is there. It doesn't matter what fashion is raining. You block your heart. And when you start speaking, they say, "Ah, Look at this boy why is he speaking like this why wouldn't you join us like this but the force of conviction cannot make you to make me do otherwise prove your identity that's what this phrase means nobody can push you right or left today you are going for prayer meeting tomorrow they are praying for you to be able to come for prayer meeting Today you are strong in the world. They are quoting, the Lord shall provide for me. The Lord shall provide for me. When hunger, why are you? Why are you eating little? You say, well, this God, it looks like he has a way of doing it. You change. Prove your identity. Can God describe you as strong? Start with the world. You can do that. These phones you carry around that distract you. Good enough. Put scriptures there. When you are waiting and people are just whileing away time, texting, looking at one naked area or the other, keep reading the word. Stock yourself. And at every time, you are relevant. When the enemy will come in like a flood, what will happen? The spirit of God will raise up word, A standard. What's the standard is? the word of God. It sees... The Spirit will remind you of the things I have told you. Where are you now? In, in, church. in church. What are you doing now? Are you a student or are you finished? Where? What year? What course? What subjects are you doing now? O&G? Community medicine? Okay. They talk about um, maybe public health. Definition of health. If you have never read there, you've never come across it, is there anything for the Spirit to remind you? If you have never read that passage, is there anything the Spirit will remind you when you've come across it, when there is a need for it? The spirit of truth will do what? Remind you. Which means you will make effort to come in contact with the passage. Then the spirit will help you do the rest. Praise the Lord. So when you are up to it, spiritually, you have proven and you know who you are. The devil can put you and push you aside. You are not absorbed now with yourself. That's what is happening to many young people this age. Many of you or many of your people can lock up themselves in a room for a whole day with your phone. Some will end up masturbating. Some will end up with one scene or one view or one movie that hasn't added any value to you. Emotional preoccupation. You haven't proven who you are. And when you are doing them, you're just like those who love watching matches. There's a way of telling yourself your identity. You say, look at me, i spending three good hours watching Ronaldo, watching Messi, watching who else is your hero in football. Well, watching them. These people, for every minute they are playing, they are earning money. Oh. Is it not Messi? They said one pound a week now. Nah, one million pounds. They are earning money. Me, myself, I'm wasting my time watching them earn money. That's the way to tell you, uh, what should I be doing now that can add relevance to my life? You just Google, Google, you read story. Hey, this one did this one. That one did this one. They did this one there. And before you know it, two hours have gone. Reading what other people said. Reading what other people did. Which one have you done? Two hours gone. Nothing to account for. So that tells you how to occupy your time. When you have proven your identity. Know who you are. Know how to act on your time. Then you can now decide what to do concerning a relationship that leads to marriage. What's the number two point to say that tells you how to be and when to be in a relationship that will lead to marriage? Number two: When you have known the person to marry, and simply put, how do you know the person to marry? How? How? We are becoming spiritual now. And many of you already have lists. We read it. now. why so we read the Bible passages as a foundation. He to whom a wife is revealed finds a good thing and obtains favor. The best way of knowing who to marry, the first, number one way, is to do what? Pray. The second is to pray. The third is to pray. pray. Even when others suggest somebody to you, pray. Your mother says this one is from a good home, is a good Christian, I've known them from better, and is a child of God like you. Do what? Pray. Your father says, ah, this young man is focused. Is it? I like him. I'd like to make him my son-in-law. Do what? Pray. And for some of you, whom they send pictures from overseas, those days, they used to send pictures. Do they still send them now? Okay. You see they, they see them on the internet now. And then after, they will come and package you. And package you overseas too. You don't know the person. You've never met him. Our son is going overseas. So, that daughter is marrying overseas. Uh. Even when they do that, do what? Pray. And if you already got what I told you, God, your father, will tell you, is this the person I should marry or not? He will tell you. If female, you can know who to marry you, but that doesn't mean you will go up to him and say, okay, do you know God said he will marry me? no it's not right you already know so the female is not absorbed from knowing you can know before they come you can even know who your husband will be quite a while before the person comes you can be entering a fellowship and you just cite somebody no thoughts I usually do marriage counseling here first time people say they want to wed I say we want to see you and your fiance together and we ask you, how did you know you were going to be his wife? How did you know you were going to be the husband? Because that's the foundation. We can't lay hands suddenly on any man. So if we're going to wed you, we'll do the one the Bible recommends. If you're not born again, we advise you. We encourage you. Because you know if you're not born again and you get married, it's an accident waiting to happen. It's everywhere. You see it every day. Even for those who are born again, they have enough problems talk less of those who start a foundation that is faulty so we ask them you can suddenly be here with the right pure mind and suddenly God tells you this is your wife and it may even pass a year or two years as you start praying or as you continue praying God brings you across each other's path again and he will just remind you so the best, the first the second, the third To do what? Pray. And if you pray sincerely enough, God, who is your father, will tell you the person male or female. And you'll be assured. Once you have that conviction, nothing else can move you otherwise. That's how to know who to marry. What is the third condition? What is the third condition? When you are disposed of your career, of your studies, Financially, that one is self-explanatory, isn't it, sir? We've already made it plain. Otherwise, it will distract you. There are a number of people, some of you may have roommates, classmates, who are already just unbelievers. Some may even be Christians, born again. But they tell you that in a relationship. For females, more than 50% of their time is about Leo. Leo morning, Leo afternoon, Leo night, Leo Leo, Leo, Leo. distraction somebody who used to be a top flyer in their class will suddenly drop it also happens to males you don't need that distraction, it will affect you, you will lose focus you will have a heavy dose of emotional overlay that is inappropriately channeled and that is better experienced if you are a man, even as you are students apprentice looking for work getting pocket money to sustain you have expectations you say ah the person i'm going to marry i should show that i'm ready to marry her sometimes you may even steal money to give your fiance because you don't have a base you just speak here you want to meet up expectations you don't need that when you are disposed of your career of your work financially, to do what? Marry. I've just said it. If you are living in boys' quarter, one room, sharing it with another, you are not even able to afford a distinct accommodation where you and your wife can be together. You are not yet disposed. If you are not able to have a regular means, yet able to have a regular means of income, that you don't need to depend on a third party not your parents, not your friends not your brother or sister then you're not yet disposed so these are practical together with your spiritual and then the intellectual and then the fourth one which is the final one okay, before we leave there I know what to be going on in some of our minds if i have known the person and i'm believing god to get a gainful employment to get a reasonable means of work that can sustain me and another person but i have known the person can't i quickly go and tell the person before somebody tells her first is that not a correct question to ask and is that not a way to say this thing you are saying is not practical no you will not you will meet the criteria if you are the person God says she will marry 10 people can propose to her none of them will work are you understanding me it's about trusting God the way I have said I'm breathing air now and you are breathing air do you make any effort to breathe in and out you just trust that God is supplying the air that's that kind of basic trust. The natural human mind is say, hey, somebody who has more money, somebody who is from overseas, somebody who is more handsome, somebody who is more ugly, somebody who is more mature, somebody who has six pack. Am I speaking some of their language? They may go there now. And she may just, I know she's spiritual, but she may just follow. No. You are not wiser than God. If that is the person God says you marry and you remain with integrity, you haven't started playing hanky pranky, you haven't punctured the bites. You know what the Ecclesiastes says? If anyone breaks the hedge, the serpent will do what? Bite. If you begin to have sex, if you begin to misbehave as if you're already married, you break your hedge of protection. God rips from there. Jude 21 says, Stay within the boundary where God's love and mercy can reach you. The moment you do what is outside of God's nature, God steps out. You're on your own. If you stay in God, let them come ten, let them come eleven. It won't work. The person won't agree. You will marry the person at the fullness of time. You can take my word to the bank. If you like, take it to heaven. You will come back and say, it worked that way. And I pray you have that experience in Jesus' name. So it doesn't push you to a rash action. If somebody else eventually happens to propose to that person, and she agrees, and they get wedded, then that is not the person for you. Why? John 3.27 A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from heaven. It's practical. Even jobs. You are sure this is where God wants you to walk? If prayed it through, let more qualified people. Let those who have letter from Abuja and from government house come. God will keep that vacancy for you in Jesus' name. Admission, the same thing. This one also the same thing. If by any chance the person whom you think is the one gets married to another person, don't lose a night's sleep. I see many people who are still at that age, blood pressure. I see them now, not yesterday, not many years ago. And then, when I have time, somebody just tell them. Somebody traveled to US. Somebody went to America. And over time, two years, it looks like she has found another person. A man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above. He who is meant for you will be there from God. She who is meant to be your wife will remain. Agreed you don't seem convinced. Agreed? Agreed? I'm looking at her. her face. says, how can that be? Try it. You will see it's true. So you don't lose any sleep. I'm resting on my father who knows what's best for my next phase of life. When time is there, he will give it me. I'm telling you because I've proved it and i've used one of the life experiences practical job anywhere god says it's you it's getting there same applies here so you don't need to do any corner corner or jump the gun in order to heaven helps them who help themselves it's not in the bible when you do that one god leaves you final points how you know who you should what marry What is the final point when you are mature enough mature physically mature emotionally mature mentally and mature fill up the fourth one uh, spiritually those are the ingredients mature physically you're of age anybody who is haven't you seen some I think even ten year olds, if you see them, you say ah mommy, I like that, that that auntie. I will marry her. I marry her. That's the type of person I want to marry. How old is that boy? Ten. When mommy hears that type of talk, what will she call it? Childish talk. Hmm? But when you are of age twenty years, twenty five. 30 years, whether you're a male or female, I've told you, 18 years and above, many of our grandparents, I won't say our parents because I know the generation of our parents, many of our grandparents, 17 years, 18 years, that's when they got married, as it were. By then, they were already young adults. Today, there are people who will still get to People want to make a career, male or female, and then they'll go and bring one property, the remaining property, who happens to be a wife. So he would treat her like an added property because I've got property, landed property, house property, money property, this property, then I add the final property who is a wife so let me wait till I have got all the property 50 years you don't need to necessarily wait for that and then the females will say let me make a career for myself so that no man can tell me rubbish I can be on my own I don't need to depend on anybody well I don't expect a Christian will say that, there's some Christians say it and so they say "Away, let them wait so, 40 years after they start considering marriage, I've told you the signals when you may even say, when do I begin to pray? Begin now. If you are in JS1, begin now. If you are in SS1, begin now. If you are in year year University, begin now. If you are an apprentice, you see, haven't got money, do what? Begin now to pray. Because when you know, doesn't necessarily mean that's the time you get married. But that will engage your energy, your thoughts, in a positive way. So there's no harm to begin to pray and to wait. And if you're like my wife, who haven't known for a long while, now say, God, let him come. I don't want another torment of that. Then you can pray that way too. And God will answer you in Jesus' name. So, when you are mature physically, age wise, when you are mature emotionally, I've already described that to us. If anything that comes to your mouth, you say it. If anyhow you feel, you just say it. You are not mature emotionally. If you react to people on impulse, if what Chukwudi, Chukwudi, are you with us? You are praying for us. Remove your hand from your face now. If anything, Chukude hears from Chioma, the moment you see Chioma, you begin to act the way you heard it. Without interacting with Chioma, you're not emotionally mature. If all you say is what my mother told me, what my father told me. I'm not saying that if they told you the correct one, but if that is your anthem now, that's the way my mother said it. Why are you doing this? That's what my mommy said I should do. Why are you going to be walking this way? That's what my daddy said I should do. Why will you do this? That's the way my daddy said it. It means you have no mind of your own. You're not mature emotionally. And you hear the say, I'm tied to the apron strings of my mother. That's how that phrase comes. There are people who are married, all they decide to do is what their friends say outside. It's what their mother said. It's what their father said, you should treat her. They don't have emotional maturity. They can't take decisions of their own. In short, if they say, okay, okay, I agree, I will do this. Tomorrow they've changed their mind without any qualm. You tell them why. They're not even ready to explain. It's simply because when they say this, somebody will say that's nonsense. How can you treat your wife like that? How do you, ah, she will look down on you and they change their mind. They can't make up their mind. They can't stand. And that's why we say it, number one, when you have proven your identity. If you are not emotionally mature, male or female, you may be 40 years of age, but you are not emotionally mature. To be in a relationship, to be in a family setting, get grown up. And finally, when you are spiritually mature, we say that from the word go. And you don't wait to acquire another property. God will guide you as you get on. We will stop there. If and when chance comes, we'll talk about those in courtship and the catchword in courtship. Courtship is when you're engaged. And there is a difference between courtship and engagement. Courtship, most times, is when you and the person have known. You agree. You start there. Engaged, in quotes, is when others know your parents and they have given their consent, they are aware. It's not necessarily when you get to do traditional marriage. And uh, people will say, how long does that take? But for our time and for the foundation of young people extra and the basic ones that affect us, how do I know? What do I do with my time? If I cannot do spiritual boyfriend, girlfriend, if I cannot engage in what people are doing now they tell me if you're a virgin you're a mucus you are not fast you are not fit for this society this jet age and you are fledgling no, you are keeping your best for him who has found you if you have missed it and you have gone wrong there's a path to return like the prodigal son and unop and God will take you up. Romans 5, 1 Just as if you had never sinned. Just as if you never stray. But if you play smart with God. He watches you. He won't force anything on you. But you have age to take a right decision. Decide like Daniel to say. I will not defile myself. And stay there. Let them call you names. But the person they call names is a person they will take a standard from. It has happened to us, some of us, here, They use you as a plumb line. Even when, before you, they will cajole you, they will mock you, but away, they will admire. Once in a while, they will say, "Ha, don't stray from this way you're living. We're in Federal Government College together. It's a life story. But I won't call names because the people are still alive. That time, I think I was in Form 2. Form 2 is just now. This days we run five years. We had just given our lives to Christ. There were some who were older than us. One of them was a lady a year ahead of me. I won't call names, like I said. But we admired her. She was intelligent. She was born again. She was focused. She was purposeful. And everybody else so knew her too. But the father then, late now, was a bishop. And the father didn't take kindly to her saying that she was born again. And everybody in the house tried to just down it her throat. How can you disgrace us? This is not Christianity. The father, as young as we were, left his diocese, and it was noise everywhere. right here. I was, no, I hadn't become then. Later on, I was the coordinator for the Protestant Chapel services before I passed out. But we usually organize Sunday services. One of the students would be a coordinator. Then senior friends in town will come and help us. Lay readers would also come. But it was noise. Bishop was coming to a small school of students to preach. Bishop will come next Sunday. Hey! There's noise everywhere. Do you know the sermon of the bishop? Don't forget it because of the impression he made. Do you know the sermon of the bishop? Those whom the gods want to destroy, they first make mad. Bishop. And a lot of us were opening our eyes and mouth looking. And all that sermon was addressed to his daughter directly. And to those of us who say we are born again indirectly. In other words, the gods are about to destroy you. That's why you people are mad. And saying you are born again and living this way. I was a bishop. I won't tell you which denomination. So you don't go to him. That is public knowledge now anybody can verify it do you know after a while this child of God lovable dutiful, intelligent and by all means what you want began to change began to change in order to adapt I'm not sure her identity was clear again do you know what happened? At that time, there were three in her school. She was in the same class with one of her sisters, whom she was older than. Then a junior class, her brother, their brother, were there, well, the, and those other two were not born again then. When she began to change to be like them, the brother, junior brother, say, sister, You have disappointed us. Do you know who we are looking up to you? All that time that dad and others will talk at you we are secretly hoping to be like you. We are admiring you. Now you have changed. You have disappointed us. Let nobody say that on your account in Jesus name. Let God never say that on your account in Jesus name not your identity as a Christian, not your relationship, and you are being determined to remain a vessel of honor and to find his will. If you have disappointed, there's room to come back and get the best and be the best for God. In Jesus' name, I would have said let us pray now because that is the best time to pray but I will leave room to ask questions then any of our mommies or daddy will answer briefly because once we pray I know we won't ask the question that thing burning in your mind that you need to iron out that can make a difference you can ask but if God has already touched you that you strayed let that burden hang, let it not lift until you have prayed and surrendered it all. Question? 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 Somebody is saying, How can they say it's me who is raising my hand? I know you. Then, if the first person raises the hand, the second person will now remember, the third person will now remember. You have a challenge now, and it's in this area. Maybe if you ask, they'll say, "Okay, so is this what this brother is is having?" Okay, if I give you one more minute, and there's no question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Where is the microphone? Stand, please, so we can see. You.
1: What is um? Even
0: as a Christian, you can't hear from God. Okay. Your chaplain had just a bit. Hmm. I don't like that. Just before you ask. What Reverend Dr. Niagara said is, can you write your questions? Because you are shy. Not for today. Another day you can. Because it means you are not being real. And I was real. and down to earth with you. Mention names. You will say, ah. Can Daddy be saying this? Of course, because there are facts. Biblical facts, medical facts, biological facts, practical facts. Not for today. Uh, And when we do, everybody will write a question. And then we will not finish by six. And they will say they knew it now. Daddy came and took our time. Even when we are hungry, we couldn't eat. So... They won't write. Those who have the boldness to ask questions, ask. If we have another opportunity, you may write questions ahead, or we'll entertain them. So, go on, my sister. What's the name? Uche. Uche.
1: Um, I said, what if, like, you have given your life, to Christ, to but you can't hear from God, like,
0: You've given your life to Christ, or maybe
1: you are—will I say—a growing Christian? But if you are praying, like praying in, for that marriage aspect, you can't hear from God. You don't know what God is saying. Okay. So what will you do in such Okay,
0: which is a common problem with many. Am I correct? And that's why I took time to now—I did it directly and deliberately—to tell you my own experience. And to tell you is as common as what? Air, which is basic, and as common as what? Salvation, which is free. And once you pray sincerely, God will also let you know. So please, Sam, give the microphone to Venerable. Please, in as a collected a way as you can answer her, so she knows it's not just my own experience. You are born again, you are a growing Christian, you pray, you cannot hear from God. Is that not your question?
7: Okay, let me begin by asking her a question. Ne, um, let, let me assume you were, the question was referring to you. Could you stand if you don't mind?
0: Uche, we are practical.
7: Are you a Christian?
3: Yes
7: are you born again
1: i'm kind of shaking. not strong
7: not strong
1: yes okay
7: but what makes you think you're a christian
1: because there are things um others would do without their conscience speaking about When I'm about to do it, my conscience—something drags me. How does
7: the conscience prick you? By shouting? No. By whisper? (laughs) By touching you?
1: Which way? Like by making me feel? Just a
0: minute. Those of you—that's the UZHS. Do you have a timer? Somebody is coming to pick you. Who? See, stay in. You need this place. I didn't hear you. You're not going. How come three of you stood up at the same time? As if there's a clock. Who's the clock? So don't miss this. So go and come. Okay.
7: Okay. By pricking you, by touching you. Okay. Anybody here who is sure that he or she is born again. You know, we are trying to be practical. Yes. Nobody. Raise your hand well now. Okay. Okay, let's start with you. Could you stand? Yes.
0: Give our microphone.
7: Are you born again? Yes. How do you know?
1: I have the evidence of holy spirit which is my assurance of my salvation.
7: Uh-huh, assurance. Where does the assurance happen?
1: Within me.
7: Within you. Hallelujah. Amen. The way you begin to hear from God begins from that assurance that something inside you that says to you that you're a child of God. As you grow in prayer, as you grow in the word of God, that voice becomes stronger. 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 True or false? True. And once that begins to happen, that is how you can hear from God, then then it will grow. But if you say you're a Christian, you don't have that assurance, and that assurance that happens inside you, sometimes it speaks like a voice, like a whisper. As you grow in the place of prayer, as you take time to revel in the word of God, that assurance, that voice inside you becomes stronger and stronger. And it is through that that God speaks to you. Mm. So if you want to learn how God speaks to you and how you can hear from God, that is the simplest way to explain it. Are we together? Thank you, sir.
0: Thank you. So that's why we said the first way to hear and to know is whats what? Is what? Is what? the second is what the third is what if you are praying sincerely and you make prayer a habit and then you regularly pray concerning my life partner you will know you will hear it will drop into your spirit the way you know you are born again it will just settle is that clear is that clearer okay next question let's know how many people we now told you once one person raises their hand the others will now remember no let's know how many so we know whether we stop because it's 1.30 and I know you want to eat right he says he doesn't want to eat you are fasting that's the former president of ASF that's a. Uh, bem doesn't want to eat. When it's time for food, come and ask him for his own plates. How many people? One, two, three, four. We'll manage the four after him so we can keep your time. Go ahead now. That's uh, a.
2: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, my question is uh, simple. I want to ask if it is possible for God to reveal somebody to you many years before you come across the person, maybe true dreams. Give
0: to Dr. Mrs. Ansemade. I thought I even had said it when I was talking, but to make it clearer, still answer him.
6: I think, like you said, that is a simple question. The answer is simple, yes. From what daddy even said, there is no stereotype to it. God can decide. For From what he knows, he might, need, he might know that that sister needs a time to build up. He may know that that brother needs a time to grow up and get to the, accepting what God wants to be done. But then, like daddy said, if you, if you listened carefully, he said that you need, he, he did something. And I like it. I did something like that too. God, when? It doesn't end at this. God is able to also tell you when and even explicitly how. And when that time is near, like my husband, oh, thank God, me. And so. so. And God can be so explicit. So he decides on when he does. But it's possible. It's not when they don't tell you. Like daddy said. Mba. You have to know when God wants you to make that move when the time comes. Praise God.
0: So simply so. That's why I said begin to pray now. No none of us says God must answer you after one year. Answer you when you have graduated. Answer you when you have landed a job. He can answer you at GSS one, it's possible. If you are committed to him sincere. can answer you at SS2. Can answer you at your second year in the university. When you get that, you thank God. You settle the face. God, when will I propose? Or oh, since you now know, not all because they are part of the same component. I'm not ready now. I've known the person. I can't even go and propose to the person. He's still in uh, GSS3. But God has told me about her. Uh, it will be distraction to her and I'm not yet ready God, give her conviction that's the way to prove God when she remains and says yes or you are the lady and you know ahead of time, many of the ladies, women the female gender has greater intuition than the male you know what intuition is, you just know things without reason the female have it more than the male but generally when you are born again anybody can have it because the spirit of God uh, heightens that you just know without reason my wife can say and it has happened many times you want to cook six cups of rice he says cook nine cups of rice She just has a feeling people are coming and it will happen exactly that way. But if you didn't do that, you would have been stranded and that would be on. So, there's a knowing you will have. So, you may even know before the person whom God tells you ahead of time. And what do you do? God also convinced him and make us ready at your own time. That's why I say... You don't steal God's blessing. You don't corner-corner. Man- you get it right. And I'm sure that will serve you. That's number one. You are number four. No, Lin. Okay, you are number four. So we we'll counted you in. So it means they are three now. Okay, Ike. Uh, Praise the Lord.
5: I...
4: The, I... There are some assertions people make, especially when we are, or uh, I mean, Kingdom people have heard this assertion. The issue of is it um, correct for a child of God to be believe that that she or he is not connecting to, I mean, this brother. The brother must have prayed and with the elders and they go ahead
0: being the bit. Be, for
4: somebody,
0: go ahead to do what?
4: Do you understand? Hey,
0: I want to connect with you no, now. It's,
4: it's, the brother was afraid and the time, and he have this go ahead okay. to
0: go and actually propose. Propose. Okay. So
4: now, for the girl to look at their parent appearance and parents appearance and and say that he's she's not connecting to this um, a particular kind of uh, person.
0: Okay. One. Is, is okay it, wait the girl will look at the brother's appearance that, that he, she is not connecting okay she is not she connecting, not connecting to the, okay. that's the modern language okay
4: so, secondly is is it, um, um, is it but what is the question now the, the question I asked is uh, it, is it uh, a Christian language okay. uh-huh. now you've to, come okay because
0: now, you just stated, you said it's an assertion. So it's, uh, yes. Okay.
4: So is this a, a, a Christian language? Is supposed to be okay. a language that should be found among, I okay. mean, the
0: children of God. Okay.
4: Then the another one is this: a brother or a sister is it supposed to keep a relationship to the point that he or she will say that his heart is broken or somebody, I mean, must have broken her heart when that person has not been reasonably. I mean, brought it before the, I mean, the, uh, the children of God that somebody is proposing or the, the person is actually engaged. They say that somebody breaks your heart or a man breaks Wait,
0: his heart. Okay, you are running faster than us. <laughs> Wait, this second one. now. Uh, you are assuming that that sister has been proposed to? No. no. Okay. Said
4: that somebody... Who is unknown before the Christendom or before the elders? Okay. Do you understand? I mean, it could be said to be bestie because the address is a bestie noun. Okay.
0: First, uh, breaks somebody. I can, God, The way can. you people are reacting. <laughs> this is your current language now. Connecting. Okay. And which is the other one is I I, uh, you say now? Besting. Uh,
4: breaks somebody's
0: heart. Okay. Do you understand? Even without proposing. Proposing. And then the sister is says she has is broken break? her
4: heart. Does the sister supposed to give her heart to the point? Uh-huh. to
0: break it? <laughs> she, even okay, Please, okay, okay, right, yeah. there's one ah,
4: important thing. It has to do with foundation.
0: Foundation? Yes.
3: Okay. I
4: have been in a fellowship where I see a lot of Christians, I respect their faith. I mean, they are still unmarried. At times when I uh, tend to make investigations, they begin to talk about I mean foundation. But I want to is somebody that is of foundation of Christ. Is that person supposed to be at the receiving end of whatever the father or whatever that must have made? I mean, is he supposed to obstruct that person? Okay.
0: Marriage? But that's not part of this now. Give the microphone to Chinedu. He's still near your age. Chinedu was Chinedu you handed over to Nanso as young people's leader, right? And Nansu handed over to. Where is Chukwudi? Chukwudi handed over to Chinedu as young people's leader. Chinedu, you handed over to. Nansu. Nansu. Nansu handed over to. If I knew, you handed over to. Choka. So, Chinedu is still around their 8th bracket. Ngua, Chinedu, Connecting. And then breaking hearts. So, since you are still around our young people age, give us an answer. By the way, welcome with uh, Chi, your wife, and your daughter. Uh-huh.
2: Daddy, thank you. Praise the Lord. Um, the first question talked about praying after praying. You went to propose. Abi? Then the person said, She's not connecting. She,
0: praised the Lord. And his question is, is it a Christian language? So that we can, because he said, that's what many say. Did I get you right? Okay, if it is, you tell us. If it is not, you explain why it's not. So okay, can, maybe
2: I will use a personal experience to explain that. You know, there's this sister as well, in our fellowship, that um, somehow I believed. That God spoke to me, many things happened that even though my heart did not agree with the sister physically, but I was convinced that God was pushing me to her. So one day I someone career to go and propose, and I went with a brother. I said, Please, this sister I want to go and propose to her. Please accompany me. We went together. So I went and proposed to the sister. She told me that all this while that she sees me as a brother. She never thought about marriage. You understand? So I now ask her. I say, "Is it better for your brother to marry you than a stranger?" I don't know why God arranged that. But the truth is that she was, in other words, telling me that she's not connecting. You understand? Somebody can use any word based on what she or he is familiar with. You understand? So I don't know what you may call Christian language, but the thing is that for you to be able to communicate your heart. Praise the Lord. I don't know what answer your question. So when so, you are saying, connect, So the
0: answer is that that language is not Christian. But if that's the best way the person has of telling you, I am not going to marry you, and maybe now said it that way. Then, like we said earlier on, no harm meant you've done what you believe is God's will if it takes two to agree, you cannot force another So, but if that is, I'm not connecting and that's the language you are using now but I think we indirectly also said the ones you see in films, drama movie, that somebody has to now love the other person to the point that once you see the person, you can even faint you are thinking of him in the morning in the afternoon and then is the ocean in your tea, is the garin in your rice, is the pepper soup in your evening. Those ones are words people paint. If they say we don't have the right connect, that's bringing what should be practical and God's way down to the level of internet, so to say. But if he says, I'm not let. You go and pray, if you are convinced it's the same person And the person is a Christian, born again Then God will make a way That's one thing you can be sure But it's only a Christian And somebody who is not even a Christian Who can answer you that says, I'm not connecting." So even that language alone already tells me The person is not born again if he's born again, he's not Jenny. I can tell you that one. It doesn't matter which pastor is preaching that. Many people, and he said this, give uh, um, manuals for marriage. I came across one just last night. Just as I was streaming through. And the person was seemingly preaching and says, if you're a virgin, You will not go to heaven. You said. the reason is that you are disobeying God's immediate first commandment in Genesis. That God said, go into the world and multiply. And he's preaching. So, he's misapplying the word of God. He may be highly respected, but when God said, go into the world and multiply, he didn't say, go and disverging everybody and no longer remain chaste it's in the context of a marriage relationship so it doesn't matter who gives that language even just using that doesn't tell me the person is really born again but that's arguable. give him a guide for the second but I know that you are just asking because it's what is happening around I'm not sure uh, next time, continue. He had three questions now.
2: Okay, the second one. Just no. remind me.
4: My, my second question is this Is it supposed to be, um, is it uh, in line with, uh, I mean, God's principles for a born again Christian or a sister to come up with this issue that her. Had. maybe was broken broke her heart. and when the, the person is not married to that person and, and is there not is proposed. no proposed that the elders or the parents are is aware that they have any they are supposed to be engaged or something of that nature but we've got
0: the point now we want to give you the microphone so you will continue then the young people will hold you responsible. So answer the one he has said.
2: Praise the Lord. Um, for me, I would say that the sister is already in error. You, don't, you, don't, you can like somebody, but not to give somebody that you are not sure whether it's going to. It's even, how convinced are you that the person is going to be your husband? You are already giving your heart. And that's why we keep encouraging ourselves. Give your heart to Christ. Then Christ will hand it over to the right person. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: You had the third one, or is it okay, sir? But
4: upon again, Christian? No.
0: The answer is no. Okay. Even though it's not related to this, but they talk about foundation. I tell you foundation, that's why it's happening to me. Second Corinthians five seventeen if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, all things have passed away. Don't do this. You're a leader and you're in the school. If you will do this, go to the back. Can't stay in front, and you are giving wrong example to your people. Okay? If I were one of your young people, I would ask you one serious question now. I will ask you why you are not yet married? Because we are free now. So that all you need here, you? Uh-huh. So old things have passed away, and all things have become new in that same passing the bible says in verses 18 19 that god no longer imputes our sin unto us he doesn't say what happened yesterday what was done yesterday year but you come clean and you break out clean if you are not genuinely born again the effects of what may have happened that had powerful spiritual forces can still have their effect on you but once you are born again all things pass away and I, that's why I gave you that foundation God puts an earnest of his Holy Spirit in you as a mark to the devil who was your former owner to every other person this is now my property keep away it belongs to me he justifies you just as if you never sinned. Romans 5.1 you start out new that's the scriptural foundation and that's practical and it works but if you play pranks with God and you're not yielded over then you'll even be in a worse situation. It'll be like where Jesus told about somebody from whom an evil spirit was cast out, and he remained insincere, remains neither committed here or there. And the evil spirit came back with seven others, and the latter state was worse than the former. So be clean and be clear and be sincere. You won't have the old dogging your steps now. Praise the Lord. Number two. Number two, okay, you're yeah, number two, Chairman.
1: Praise the Lord. Okay, I'll say my question is just a simple question. One of my friends told me yesterday that age is not a number, age is just a number. Coming to age is just a number, yes sir. Coming to age bracket now, okay, let me say I am 22 years, and someone coming for your hand in marriage is there about 30 years. So I want to know if there will be much love, much respect, and then much dignity in that marriage. Hmm.
0: You want us to tell you ahead of time. You want to process all this before assuming God is telling you to marry the... We are being practical, isn't it? I even wanted to give it to Reverend Dr. I got to answer because he was raising his hand. So whatever he was trying to say, he would have answered the question. But I think this is plain. What do you say is the first thing? Whether you knew before the person came to you or the person has come, you don't take anything on the surface. You don't take what people tell you on the surface. Go and pray and pray with an open and sincere heart, God will tell you this is the person assuming he has proposed, or he will tell you, no, my daughter, wait, I'm preparing somebody for you. Your prayer will now be, God, please lead me to the right person. So it's not by whether he's 30 and you're 22, or whether he is 50 and you are 18, or whether he is 26 and you are 30, they have nothing to do with whether he will give you respect or it will lead to dignity. It's not about that. That is the uh, logic that comes from people's worldly encounter with God. It is, is this who God is asking me to marry. If he is, I told you what happens. God does a miracle and makes that individual just suddenly see you as the best and you see the person as the best. So when you read the scripture that love covers a multitude of sin, it doesn't mean that you never sin and when you sin the person just overlooks you. It just means it's nothing to the person. He doesn't make him change his opinion about you. It doesn't make him regard you with any less consideration. So that's where the the emphasis should be. What the person told you is not the standard match with what God told you. What somebody is, how he appears, how he proposes, who she is, has nothing to do with whether the person as a man or as a woman will give you dignity, and give you your self-respect. It is about who God sees. If you marry wrongly, no matter how handsome, no matter how richly endowed the person is, or no matter how beautiful the lady is, you will have problem. You will have problem. The person will treat you, I don't want to use foul language, but let me use a near one. The person will treat you as garbage. As if you are not worth anything. It doesn't matter your level of education. It doesn't matter your qualification. It doesn't matter your bank account. That's the way the person will treat you. So it's not dependent on any of those. Praise the Lord. I think we have the third and the last. Now, now what's your first name again? Chinature. Chinature. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: My question is about divorce. What exactly does the Bible say about divorce? I know that Paul said you can divorce on the case of adultery. But I am not very convinced that anybody is permitted to divorce. So I need more light.
0: If you are not very convinced, why are you asking the question? But because you ask, get that to your Bible now. Get out your Bible, so we can at least answer it shortly, and then we will pray, and then you will eat, and then you will rehearse, and then you will get into a more spiritual frame. Is it not so? What we are doing now, is it spiritual? It's very, very, uh, some people will say, hey, that's why it's extra. It enhances you. So, Chinacharam, have you got your Bible? Matthew 19, verse 6, the gospel, we would have read many more verses there, but just read that passage. Stand and read now. Matthew 19:6. the gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 19, verse
1: 6. Wherefore, they are no more twin, but one flesh. What, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder.
0: Who was speaking there? We are doing a Bible study now. Who was speaking there? Jesus. Okay. And the question they asked him was, is it right for any and everything that a man should put away his wife? And if you read the Old Testament, a woman can also put away the man. But it was easier with the man. You can. There's something she will write and she say, I don't want to marry. And the earlier verses to that, verse 6, Jesus said, In the beginning it was not so, so original intention of God, I will make him a help meet for him who will be suitable for him. And God put the man to sleep. Look at all the trouble that God went through. The first anesthetist, God did it. He put the man to sleep and took a rib from his side. He didn't take from the head or brain so the woman would be superior and argue more than the man. He didn't take from the leg or the feet so that the woman would be inferior and the man can... Play football with her. He took from where? The rib. So that they can be side by side. They can complement one another. And then he now gave both of them. When you read that Genesis 1, 27, 28, you will see singular, you will see plural. You will see singular, you will see plural. So it's as if he was already addressing both as an entity. And then in Genesis 2, 24, 25, it says, For this reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and do what? And what is the word? Cleave for King James. Cling. join. But cleaving gets it most. How many of you have seen Aradites? Sometimes you say, this person, I care about In other words, gong, or dayenepuifeh. How many of you have seen glue? What do you use it for? When you glue together, particularly with aradite, it is virtually impossible to separate those two things glued together without defacing either or both of them, they will no longer maintain their property. They are so attached that any effort to put them asunder will mean both of them are losing their own natural or original base. So a man will cleave to his wife and they will become one. One in spirit, one in body, one in mind, one in thought one in execution they become one and then you will now see and both of them were now naked and they were not ashamed it's not just naked physically open to each other because you are one you go to Ephesians 5 you will say men love your own wives as your own selves the way you love yourselves. Nobody ever hates his own body. Come. Children, children. Maybe when you had a wound in the hand, it pained you so much. Maybe it was even a cut. And blood was coming out. And it was so painful. And you went to your daddy, plastic surgeon. And said, daddy, just remove this finger. Remove it. He said, why? He said, it's giving me so much trouble. I want it to go. Let it not be part of my body again. Is that what you do? You will look for what to mend that wound with. Is that not so? You will look for what to make it no longer be a pain. And to do and belong to the body. So that's the way you love your own bodies. Love your wives for your one. So he said it was for the hardness of your heart. Unregenerate hearts, hearts that have not come into obedience to God, that Moses gave you that law. But in God's original intention, it was not so. And then the only intention he gave there, he says, if for reason of fornication or adultery, in you know, other words, fidelity has been broken. And when you say, I do, will you cling to him and leave all others and be faithful to him and be faithful to her? Is anybody familiar with this? How did you become familiar with it? It's only if you have wedded or you've attended a wedding program or you're in the choir that sings for them. But that's a common phrase which you now say, I do. Will you be faithful to him as long as you both shall live? And the answer will be, I do. And when the person doesn't answer well, you put the microphone to the mouth to be sure that he knows what he's answering. The same thing to the man, the same to the woman. And they make that commitment before God. So he says, that is even the only condition. Breaking your vow, breaking your fidelity, where you may, it may be allowed to put asunder. But if the man or the woman or the person who is wrong is willing to forgive, then let him not put her away. Let the wife not put him away. So, the Christian teaching, biblical teaching, Jesus' speech is, let no man put asunder. Divorce is not an option. It's for life. And that's why you must take care to get the manual for your life partner from who? God himself. If he gave you, he will not make a mistake and he will lead you through. Praise the Lord. Shaobah has to pray. Shaobah has to pray. We have spoken at length but it's because you needed it in our generation. You've heard some other language from some of us, like, I care. I'm not connecting. Or some will tell you, it's my foundation. Or some will say, look, it doesn't meet. But we start with the right, and we'll be specific. If there's anyone here, we'll have three prayer points. Number one, if you're not sure, you are born again. If you don't have that witness that you're a child of God, if the Spirit of God is not bearing witness clearly in your heart that you're a child of God, please just stand where you are. It's for your good. It's for your assurance of salvation. It's so that you can now have the confidence to approach God boldly, 1 John chapter 5 from verse 14-15 this is the confidence we have in him that when we pray he will answer and if we have this confidence that he will answer when we ask him then we can approach God and we will receive an answer if you don't have the confidence that you are born again you can't go asking God for a life partner you are not sure he will answer Perhaps you don't belong to him and you can't own up to your identity. You're not sure you're born again. Maybe you've answered an altar call but you don't have that witness that we talked about that tells you I am a child of God. There's a difference now. You surrender your life to Christ. At the point in time you pray that prayer, Jesus I confess and forsake my past and I'm willing to be your child come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior if you haven't done that or even if you have done that but you don't have that assurance you can't go into marriage or a relationship that will lead to marriage on a shaky ground the things happening today are enough to tell you for the whole of your life you can't commit to that which will be like hell on earth if God is not in it. So I want to be sure I'm born again. I want to be sure I have the witness of the spirit of God in me. I want to have assurance of salvation. I haven't had it before now. I want to be sure. Please stand where you are and we'll pray with you. We'll take this song and then if you're standing, we'll pray if you are not we leave you and believe you have been plain and true to God because the worst thing that can happen to any person is to try and deceive God which is impossible you cannot deceive him and God is not mocked and so when you sow deceit your life will now be a rigor rigor in deceit so we take this song just one time If you are not sure and the spirit is telling you it's you this is the time to be sure in a young people's program so you can have a sure foundation. Please you stand where you are. Pass me not O gentle Savior Hear my humble cry Why all others? I didn't ask you to look around, holy. Do not pass me by. Do not pass me by. Savior, Savior, my heart. is standing up I want to believe God you are sure of your salvation you have given your life to Christ and you know whom you are in Christ may he help you to maintain that identity and confirm that witness in you all the days of your life in the name of Jesus secondly from what we've discussed, you've erred, you've strayed at various lengths of immorality, sexual indiscretion, at varying lengths. We don't know the detail, we don't really need to know, but God knows. He knew even when it was happening, or oh, is still happening with you, You are involved in a a relationship that says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers who have not yet accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. And you have said this is the only person who understands me. It means no harm. We are just like brother and sister. But that person is your closest friend. That person is even like your advisor. And that person is even tending into leading you against clear Christian biblical principles. It's an unequal yoke. You don't need any more arguments. You need a willingness and the power of God to break that in your life. If you are in that category, please stand where you are. If you have already doubled into any form of sexual sin, immorality, indiscretion, To the extent that you are addicted or can't help yourself, please stand where you are. God who saw you and is seeing the remedy to help you pull through, is still watching you. And it is to him you will give account. But if you cleanse yourself of all filthiness of flesh and of spirit, he will make you clean and perfect you. Please, as you take this calm, stand where you are, and let not the Spirit of God take you on a ride. Lord, prepare me a sanctuary. to stand the spirit of God has spoken to you clearly you know whom you are you know where you are you know whom you are with you know the acts you have doubled into this is the opportunity to come clean before God who holds your present and your future and who has the power to destroy that wants to have mercy so please just stand in penitence and let the Lord already begin the act Lord, of not only healing, but restoring you as you cleanse yourself of this. Try the true, true. with is knowing the will of God. Your difficulty is staying through till God brings you to the point of knowing what he wants you to do. And your challenge is to make sure you get it right. You don't burn your youth. Neither do you miss your partner under God. We even. I'll be alive. Heavenly Father, you love us. You love us as a church. You love us as individuals. You love us as young men and women. You love us and you've given us an opportunity to present and represent your foundation scripturally and even in this age and beyond. Thank you for the clarity you have brought to our hearts. Our minds, our thoughts, our beliefs in the name of Jesus. Amen. Those which have not been in line with your word and your standard, at this moment, oh Lord willingly, we banish them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Those where we are confused, We have heard your word. We knew what it says. But because of the caliber of the people propagating them, some ministers of God, some pastors, some prophets, some renowned people in different cadres of life, we have begun to be confused. But the stand of God and his standard stands sure having this seal that everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity iniquity related with sexual immorality that is one of the commonest with young people that the devil uses to pull us away from usefulness from relevance from spiritual vibrancy and from our potential and future Lord today in any of those areas we are being confused and we were not getting it straight And you have clarified You have resounded your word You have reminded us of the necessary truth And what can take us today In our days of youth Tomorrow when we're married And on to our life end thank you and we wipe away every of those confusions contrary teachings contrary readings contrary learnings, contrary doctrines that are in contradiction to your word in the name of Jesus Christ heavenly father we come as those who are privileged of you God's children, holy nation royal priesthood peculiar people we come O god as your temple we come O god as holy unto you we come as god's own children who belong to you but with the price of the blood of jesus we are precious to you we mean a lot to you what concerns us is of great influence to you and therefore lord you are not only willing to have us as great vessels but verses of honor that we will amount to use of gold, of silver, and of great honor. So we make ourselves and present to you our body, our mind, our thoughts, our sight, and our spirit, whole and entire, afresh in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Heavenly Father, we cleanse ourselves. Of all filthiness, of all half truths, of all habits that are defiling our flesh and have the potential to defile our spirit, we cleanse ourselves of them. We cast them away. We lay them aside. We purge ourselves of them. And we present ourselves one by one before you, holy and acceptable, which is your accepted worship in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, as we dedicate and rededicate ourselves to purity, to a life of godliness, to a life of love, to a life of peace, to a life of boldness and the spirit, to a life of doing exploits, winning souls for you as ambassadors, as we occupy our youthful energies that will be strong in you, strong intellectually, strong physically, strong emotionally, strong and the things of the spirit may the word of god dwell richly in us abiding in all wisdom in the name of jesus yeah. May everyone here pant after your word as the deer pants after water. May it be our companion by day and by night. May we not only be filled with your word, but let your word dwell richly in our hearts. And with that, we can fight off every of the passions, youthful passions, and every other passion of this age that are contrary And against your knowledge. And your holiness in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. Give us an increased hunger. For your word. And an increased desire. To be you. And an increased imbuement of the Holy Spirit. In self-control. That at every time you look at us. You will see us as people. Young men and women. Sanctified set apart for your use prepared for every good work leading many unto righteousness by the force of our lives and by the power of your spirit in the name of jesus christ heavenly father from today for every sincere heart here irrespective of age irrespective of experience irrespective of male or female lord open their hearts again to a sincere prayer life that will hear you and know your will in every area of their lives in the name of jesus christ spirit of god a light afresh upon your people desire us to do your will that they will hear your word behind them before them by their right by their left and inside of them saying this is the way walk you in it and they will obey in the name of jesus that they will hear you everyone concerning their life partner and know who you are leading them to they will not make a mistake in the name of jesus they will not flounder in this basic and most important area upon which foundation their future life their future christian service and their ministry and even their work and career life is based in the name of jesus give everyone here a testimony and may they point back to the day when you clarify their doubt clear their confusion give them a pathway sincerely prove to them that is your genuine love that have kept them from that mistake of all time and they have found themselves back to you may they receive your best and be glad in it and rejoice therein in the name of jesus give them wives give them husbands at the appropriate time that are your will for them in the name of jesus make their lives even in this period Verses of honor, verses of glory, verses of praise, verses that are dutifully employed and engaged for you, and they will not burn their passions aimlessly. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. As you endure them with this, lead them through the rest of this day, lead them through the rest of this weekend. Impact their lives for now and generationally, and grant them great grace for today to stand on what you've done and bless them for you, winning souls and living as the ambassadors anywhere and anytime. To the glory of your name, in Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody says amen. And everybody
5: says amen. Praise the Lord.